0: Welcome to a Truckers Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fiends. And we're back, man. Episode 171. Yep. Mm-hmm. Almost forgot. You almost got me, Keith, trying to play these goddamn games. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, look, man, before we get into the topics, man, what's up with these kids nowadays? It'll be like 110 degrees and you'll see them wearing a sweater.
1: Oh my bad, it was just in the volume. This quick. guy,
0: Jesus Christ! <laughs> 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 got to make sure the quality is right. You got to hire some assistants, man. Um,
1: kids wearing we said wearing sweaters in 100, and, 100 Yeah,
0: it, what's up with these fucking kids wearing sweaters and it's a hundred degrees? <laughs> is it? I don't know if it's a style thing, but you, it's usually you see some skinny teenage kid wearing a fucking. This, do they have like an iron deficiency or something? Um,
1: they probably sliced their arms up. Fuck, that was dark. <laughs> <laughs> People out here trying to dress like Lil Uzi Vert in hundred and
0: ten degree weather.
1: Mid-t- nah, I, I do remember that like in, in junior high. Mostly in junior in high school, that's when I think the younger you are, the heat doesn't affect you as much. So I,
0: I don't know about that shit, man. I never wore a fucking sweater in the summertime.
1: No, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying like just in general, like when you're when you're like when you're younger, like we play football and Right. You know, ran track and all this kind of stuff. And the temperatures in Bakersfield haven't changed much. But I'm just saying those kids are our age back when we was doing track and football and stuff. So it's just they just have a, a different mental threshold for uh, for the heat. But
0: <coughs> yeah, you know. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. They out here dressed like Lil Uzi Vert and you know, fuck around and be Lil Uzi burnt if they don't take that <laughs> goddamn sweater off. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Enough of this. Let's get right into the topics. All right. Um, recently, IKEA celebrated Juneteenth, and I will tell you exactly how, how they did it. All right, IKEA Juneteenth menu with watermelon, fried chicken sparks outrage. An attempt to honor Juneteenth has backfired spe- spectacularly for the for the one Georgia IKEA. An Atlanta branch of Scandinavian furniture chain has sparked outrage with what employees are calling an intensely problematic menu curated to celebrate the holiday, which marks the emancipation of the very last enslaved Americans to honor the Mm -hmm. this is in quote to honor the the perseverance of black Americans and acknowledge the progress yet to be made. We observe Juneteenth on Saturday, June 19th, 2021 begins. In an email acquired by TMZ, which was sent to employees at the branch last week. Look out for a a special menu on Saturday, which will include fried chicken, watermelon, mac and cheese, potato salad, collard greens, and candy yams. Sounds good to me. Um, Mm -hmm. The selection including items that have... Uh, Historically been used to demean African Americans through Stereotyping resulted in multiple Employees calling out of work in Protests according to the local news channel Let's be clear man I don't know If I would be outraged about this at all I'll be real I'm not Going to be outraged I think some people Was like I'm gonna be outraged so I can take the Day off (laughs) (laughs) Free chicken at work shit I'm eating that yeah so You got me fucked up <laughs> I'm eating that Fried chicken and mac and cheese God it I'm gonna make a fried chicken sandwich And get a bun And then chop the chicken up And bam Juneteenth <laughs> I'll be eating Juneteenth sandwiches Like a motherfucker These What about the watermelon I'll be eating that too Look here's the difference though Right It's a very played out narrative but a lot it, there is a racial stereotype or negative connotation when it comes to black people and fried chicken and watermelon it's the a lot of racial shit like during Cinco de Mayo people eat like tacos and stuff but it's it's a a culture related meal right there's no negative connotation like there's no negative stereotype or negative connotation when it comes to like tacos and burritos and nachos and just Mexican food Mm-hmm. Most people love Mexican food. I love Mexican food, mm-hmm. but I don't think that there's like a a, a racial historic thing, mm. like that that is meant to demean Mexican people for tacos and burritos. Yeah, what's demeaning about tacos and burritos?
1: Yeah, there's just no there's no historical context to it. Right. Like you know what, a lot of uh, you know that Jay Z music video, um, the story of OJ. And they yeah. had the little thing and it was eating a watermelon and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, kind of uh, uh, hinting at the the old cartoons with the big lip black characters and right. stuff like that. So I think that's, you know, primarily where it's pulled from. I think me, I, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel. I, I think that um, there are those stereotypes and you can't really remove them. And um, I think that a lot of these companies are pretty insensitive. Yeah. I don't think they, they actually... Uh, care or they care to do research they don't give a fuck they probably just you know I, oh this is a black holiday we're celebrating it let's get what we think black people will enjoy exactly uh, like some chickens and watermelon um but i think um i skimmed through one article and it says something along the lines of uh they they actually got help from black vendors S- Not vendors, but like some of the employees, Uh like it was uh, the menu was talked about prior to it being created. I don't believe that. I think that's just like and they also said um, the menu was spoke spoke about uh, with uh, some of our black employees. Um, But we can't disclose exactly which employees those, you know, those were that were talking about it, which means that just tells me that that actually didn't happen. And they're just talking.
0: Yeah, they're just talking shit. Look, these companies don't give a fuck. I already talked about this. They're just cashing in on wokeness. That's all they're doing. Yeah. They want to act socially aware and awoke. And, you know, Juneteenth, we appreciate our black. You don't give a fuck about your employees. That's why you brought them chicken. I'm the type of person that would be like, man, these motherfuckers is racist. This chicken sure is good. Like, (laughs) I don't give a fuck, man. Look, the fact that you brought me free chicken, thanks, okay? Yeah. Thank you for the free chicken, sir. But (laughs) besides that, I don't really give two fucks. I'm not going to protest work because you brought me fried chicken. As many times as I've eaten fried chicken in my 36 years of life, I'm not going to protest it. You You know what's hilarious? And I know this had to happen. I wonder which black people protested and didn't go to work and they ended up eating fried chicken anyways. Ah, uh, that would be sad.
1: <laughs> First of all, you didn't get paid and you spending money at Popeye's right. or KFC or wherever you get your chicken at.
0: Right. You could have got paid for holiday pay while eating free chicken.
2: Yeah.
1: But
0: no, you had to storm out. Yeah. Right. You had to be pro-black. Right. You did not need to Kaepernick this day, man. <laughs> On this day, you, you should have just went with the flow, man.
1: Uh, also, um, getting fried chicken and watermelon is not a celebration. No, it's not. Like, that's, that's not how, you know, people that really understand the holiday are celebrating anyway. Right. So, I don't know where you get this idea of, like, the first time it's a national holiday, we're going to give niggas watermelon and right. chicken.
0: Right. I'm not waking up for breakfast eating watermelon chicken sandwiches
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, Juneteenth is not like Christmas to black people yeah so like it's like gotta,
1: we we're figuring out how to celebrate it and watermelon and chicken is not the
0: answer the hilarious thing about it is people are so oblivious to what Juneteenth is like it's literally the it's the last slaves that didn't find out they weren't slaves until two years after slavery had stopped
1: mm-hmm.
2: they
0: were being illegally being still being slaves mm-hmm. which is fucked up mm-hmm. so we didn't say whoo we not we free now let's go get fried chicken and watermelon and run yeah. in a circle
1: like <laughs> yeah I can buy my own watermelon and chicken now right I ain't gotta
0: buy it for me that's hilarious people think that like in these companies would be like you know what'll really make them get up and dance fried chicken and watermelon in hip-hop music yeah we're gonna play MC Hammer they love Hammer <laughs> <laughs> you know how annoyed I would be if I was a black employee <laughs> and Juneteenth is playing and Juneteenth is going on, and then over the loudspeaker, they're playing Coolio. You're like, You motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been spending most of our lives living in <laughs> the gangsters' paradise.
1: How about that, Daryl? Do you like that? You like a little bit of MC Hammer? Oh, Am I invited to the cookout now?
0: No, it, it's probably some, some white guy that runs the company. He's so oblivious to hip hop that he has probably got. Vanilla Ice playing on a loop all day.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding 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 ding
0: ding 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 ding. Like he's not even black, man. <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, don't go to the cookout playing Eminem. That ain't gonna work. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, they. they I mean, he lived on Seven Mile. There's a lot of there's a lot of blacks on Seven Mile, so I'm sure they love Eminem.
2: You
0: gotta love Eminem. <laughs> if somebody's so oblivious they'll go up to a black employee and be like you're doing a great job I'm just curious is Eminem black is he uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what you know what's crazy about that idea that there we we um tend to think that information we know is just universal right like you know um we're from like we got the boys in the hood poster over there like when in our mind, everybody's seen Boys in the Hood. Like, how could you not have seen Boys in the Hood? But right. you'd realize that, you know, when you're out in the world and you meet different people, there's some people that could be completely oblivious to something that's like culture for you. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think what's, what's crazy, too, is you have to understand that a lot of people that are not really around black people, they, they tend to recognize all of the stereotypical things that are associated with black culture and they will react to you as if you are part of the stereotypes that they believe about black people. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be like, "Hey man, um, hey, my name's Dave, and I've got a lot of street cred. I just want to let you know, <laughs> like, man, if you don't get the fuck away from me, Dave, my okay? street credit score is eight hundred, dude. Yeah, my, I, my, 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 my I, I'm still working on the street cred part. <laughs> I'm still trying to get my street cred up right now. He was like, <laughs> man. Yeah. Do you you want me to rob you or something? What the fuck,
1: man? My street credit utilization is at 10%, dude. Yeah, my my street credit utilization right
0: now, it's got all three bureaus on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my Equifax is really great. My Street Fred Equifax... (laughs) My TransUnion street credit has been rising. <laughs> My overall credit utilization is really down right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Uh, oh, this guy is so crazy. I <clears> swear to <throat> God. My debt to street credit ratio, dude, is really good. Oh yeah, I, the blacks love me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man Yeah look In in a nutshell Am I outraged by it? No I expect it I I expect these companies To be uh, woke Or act like they give a fuck About black people It's fake woke They don't Mm -hmm. care They never cared Right Mm -hmm. There are people that I think the people That put on the most Really don't care They care about you the least Yeah The ones that always Try to talk about black shit When you meet them Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not with that, man. I'm, I'm in a having regular conversations because I'm black. I don't need you to talk about, like, hey, look, man, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to let you know that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm down with Black Lives Matter and this and that. And it's like, yeah. you don't
1: need to do none of that. You don't need to do none just of be, that. Just <laughs> be a
0: guy. Just be a regular guy. Just treat me like a regular person. I think that, and here's the, re- this is the way you know, as a company, they didn't put any thought to what they could do for their black employees. Because if you had any half a brain, you're in Atlanta. You know how many black vendors that make soul food exist? Yeah, I don't know if they like what they could have done is say is have like a uh, what do you call it like a not a poll but like a survey and say hey what would you like to eat on Juneteenth? And I feel like this is still too much, mm-hmm. right? And if they would have said hey we want to have this vendors or what basically you could you could have bailed yourself out and said what vendors would you like to see on Juneteenth? Yeah, And you would have been surprised. It might have not even been soul food yeah it might have been Mexican food. It might have been Chinese food,
1: yeah I will say we're gonna talk about this idea more later, but like don't don't celebrate with me by giving me food, like oh God, like, we're gonna talk about it later, but yeah like do some do something a little bit more like you know a raise or a gift card or you know some something, something to really you know help me out in life, mm-hmm. not just some chicken,
0: yeah, you'd be surprised too, man. Like, especially in California, black people in California are different, bro. Mm-hmm. We're obviously black, but when it comes to eating food, we're probably the most Mexican black people that exist in this country. Uh-huh. We don't really be fucking with the food, the soul food spots like that. Like we do, but. So I think soul
1: food is just a little less convenient. Yeah. Like it, it, it kind of takes a lot to. And it, I think it's the food is real heavy, too. So I think that plays yeah. a role
0: in it. I've been to Mexican spots, and it was this number of black people in line. Yeah. It was like three Mexicans in the back of the line. Because, like, what black.
1: can you, like, I go to I go to La Via sometimes and uh-huh. get, like, just get a carne asada burrito. Uh-huh. But what is the equivalent of that at a soulful spot? That's true. Like, you can't true. just that, pull that, up, you know, hit, get in the drive through and be like, hey, I want, you know, this.
0: That's true. That's very true. Mexican food tends to be obviously very good, but it's, like, the way it's made could be quick. Yeah. yeah. You know, you want a quesadilla, blah, blah. Pew, Put it in there, bam! You got a quesadilla. You want tacos, grilled meat, bam, bam, tortillas, bam. Yeah, you good. And those exact same sound effects are made when you're making a taco. You're like bam, bam, bam. Here you go, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's a good point. When you eat soul food, you better be ready to get messy, man.
1: You got to sit down. You know, you can't. Yeah, like you you're on a truck all day. You can't just pull uh-uh. up and get some soul food, or some uh-uh. barbecue, or something like that. And no, you know.
0: I could pull out a burrito. But exactly, I, I can't, you know, because with soul food, like it, could get it gets so messy that you got to take a shower after you get doing uh-huh. <laughs> got A detox after you, finish <laughs> you got grease all over your shit. <laughs> like, damn, <laughs> yeah, instant blood pressure rises with that shit. <laughs> yeah, but
1: yeah, um, I did go to a uh, in Bakersfield at Yolkes Park. They had a little. Oh, that, that was after last week's podcast. Okay. But I went to a little Juneteenth event. They had a um they had a band out there djs and a bunch of vendors um it was pretty cool it was a cool outing you know just people i think the i think the best part about it was um it was well organized <clears throat> as far as like people and vendors and stuff like that but i think it was an opportunity for us to spend money in our community yeah so it was almost like a like a small sample size of what a um what a black Wall Street or something like that Could be right. where you know I pull up and I'm buying Meals from a black person and all The employees are black and it's family owned And stuff like
2: that yeah. so
0: I think that was really cool I think if, if I had a Juneteenth Celebration I would try to make it as like Nostalgic as possible uh-huh. I would have like a fake paper being written Like free the slaves read all about it This yeah. crazy <laughs> Four
1: score And seven years ago <laughs> <laughs> we'll have uh, fried it? chicken and
0: watermelon read all about it
1: <laughs> what's the dude what's that actor that played abraham lincoln i forget his name Ah, uh, i don't know he played abraham lincoln in that in that movie i forget his name he's a really good actor but we could hire we could hire him to come out and just play abraham lincoln
0: yeah right yeah. just get a tall white guy with a beard yeah and be like you're abraham lincoln four scores in seven years <laughs> I now declare the blacks to be free. <laughs>
1: Abraham Lincoln would have been a cold small forward if he was alive today.
0: Right. How tall was Abraham? Was, I don't know. He was, he was tall, five, though, I think.
1: Probably some somewhere in there, but he was super tall. Especially back then, you gotta think like, you know, people tend to like our bodies change over time. Mm-hmm. So the average height probably back then wasn't even where it was now.
0: Yeah, Abraham Lincoln <laughs> looked like he looked, he looked like a scary dude. Yeah. He's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. I guess he's one of the most favorite presidents. Mhm. Him and um Roosevelt. Yeah. FDR is another one. Mm-hmm. Didn't it happen where he actually um his legs stopped. Yeah, did he have polio or something?
1: Uh and his sons
0: his sons had to hold him up.
1: Yeah, I think so. It is it's two Roosevelt so, so I'll be getting confused. It's, so.
0: F, it's FDR Franklin Frank, Roosevelt. Yeah, and, Franklin
1: and then um Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt was a little one. Little one with uh what what did he say uh something but walk with a big stick? That's what he said uh That sound real sexual. No, but that's what he said. In quote. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. I'm not like a historian, but I did pay attention in class. <laughs> Teddy Ted,
1: Teddy Roosevelt, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um I think he was the one that created the national parks because before then they had a bunch of uh you know it was basically a lot of uh companies and stuff was mowing down uh a lot of the the land in order you know using it to build uh paper and i mean using it to create paper and you know put their factories and stuff on top of all this land so um shout out to teddy roosevelt
0: <clears throat> yes yeah, teddy i knew i wasn't wrong it says um a big stick ideology, big stick diplomacy or big stick policy refers to President Theodore Roosevelt's foreign policy. Speak softly and carry a big stick. You will mm-hmm. go far. Roosevelt described his style of foreign policy as the exercise of intelligent forethought and decisive action sufficiently far in advance.
1: Yeah. Was that um the his version of big dick energy? Probably. That's cool. Shout out to like-
0: Teddy. Speak softly, but roll with a big dick. <laughs> I'm your, I'm your president and, and your daddy, <laughs> Zaddy Roosevelt,
2: Zaddy Roosevelt.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so crazy! Oh man, we got to stop this, man. We, we we take some of the most the the serious positions, presidents, Martin Luther King. And we just tell jokes about him. I posted something yesterday on on Instagram. I don't, I don't think you've seen it, but I tagged you in it, and it said, "Uh, uh Martin Luther King." Every time he hears me and Keith on the podcast, <laughs> no, I didn't see it. you didn't it. see it. Hold on, <laughs> no, I got to show you. Comedy. It's a, here. You see this? Here is the picture. <laughs> Martin Luther King with a wave cap, looking pissed off. <laughs>
2: that was comedy. <laughs> that
0: was funny. Stuff. Some other people see it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, switching gears. NFL player calling the seed comes out as gay. Now, if for any of those that have seen uh, this video he had on uh, Instagram, he basically came out as gay. Um, You got the You got the clip? Yeah. Well, it's better. Better to let Carl Nassib speak for it himself.
3: All right. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest um i really have the best life i got the best family friends and job a guy could ask for Um, i'm a pretty private person so i hope you guys know that i'm really not doing this for attention Um, i just think that representation and visibility are so important Um, i actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary Um, but until then you know i'm gonna do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting that's compassionate and i'm going to start by donating one hundred thousand dollars to the trevor project they're an incredible organization they're the number one suicide prevention service for lgbtq youth in america and they're truly doing incredible things and i'm very excited to be a part of it to help in any way that i can and i'm really pumped to see what the future holds Uh, that's all i have for you guys i hope you have a great day work hard what's up people i'm carl massive all
0: right so what you get from that is Carl massive um came out as gay and this is why I respect it. I respect it because he articulated himself very well. And what he did was the equivalent of, how you guys doing? I'm gay. Have a good day. <laughs> like, that's the equivalent of what he did, right? <laughs> and he basically mentioned, like, he, he, he'll be glad when you don't have to come out and make videos like that. I, I'll tell you why I respect him coming out as gay the way he did, especially he didn't need a fucking marching band and to torque on the devil like Lil Nas X or yeah. to come out with shoes with Satan's blood in it. He didn't like he wasn't performative. He didn't look for a reason to make a spectacle of himself. He just said, hey, what's up? My name's Carl. I'm gay. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. So I think that a person like that that's remained professional in his career and him doing he didn't have to do this, by the way. Mm -hmm. There have been other gay NFL players, but they came out as gay after they retired. Yeah. Because a lot of them were afraid it could affect their career. But this is what we also got to understand. Do you really believe that all these NFL players or NBA players or soccer or MLB that none of these dudes are gay? The Mm -hmm. the numbers just don't add up. Yeah. There are some other gay players in the NFL that was looking at that like, damn, I wish I could come out. I wish I was that. Courageous. Right. I wish that I had the balls to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's dude, I'm telling you, there might be at least, at least, including practice squad and everything. It's probably at least 30 gay guys in the NFL. I'm mm-hmm. saying if it ain't 30, because they're 53 man rosters, right? So I say it's at least fifteen out of the whole NFL. hmm You know? Yeah. But, I believe it. At least. I would I
1: would that that sounds like a good number too because um and not that um you know, being g- gay makes you pick a certain career. Exactly, but, exactly. You know, at least for me, when I when I think about when I went to college and, you know, these statistics may be wrong. This is just an experience I'm speaking about. When I think about college, um, <clears throat> there's certain career paths where you tend to see a lot more, you know, homosexual and or lesbians or trans men and women um and it, it tend to be the arts, you yeah, know, in the I mean? creative realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that um that that number sounds that number sounds pretty good. The mm-hmm. thing I say about that video, it he he, just, uh you know the 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 term gay actually means happy, right? Right. And in there he just looked really happy. Yeah, just yeah. And there was like birds chirping in the background. Yeah. He looked like he was floating. It was like yeah. angels singing in the background or whatnot. The so birds are
0: like you gay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah but no I think I think it's I think it's cool and like you said I think the the best thing about it is he didn't um he just did he probably did it more so for other people I think people around him and maybe even his teammates probably you know knew, knew what was going on but um I think that to me what I got from that video is like I'm doing this like obviously um We shouldn't have to or we don't necessarily need to do this. But I'm also doing this because I know that there's some kid in high school in the Midwest or in Alabama or Georgia or whatever that's struggling to, you know, struggling with the (laughs) sexual sexuality, struggling to, you know, express to his parents or his aunt, his uncle, his grandma or whatever their sexuality. Um, So I just think it's cool. And, um, you know, as me being a person that has, um, you know, gay family members and whatnot. I just think that, um, you know, these type of stories do or these type of, um, um, I guess, coming out stories. uh, They do a lot for um, people that are struggling with these same issues.
0: Yeah, I think Carl Nassib completely fucking blows up the stereotype of gay. This is a this dude is six foot seven, a very masculine dude playing (laughs) defensive end in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So when you think of gay, you usually think of like flamboyant and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it was this guy at Walmart. He was, he definitely was gay, right? Which mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, but he was scanning my stuff. And I said, I, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, how's your day going, man? He's like, another day in paradise. And I was like, okay, that's good. Walmart is not paradise, my brother. Yeah, that's what I knew. That, <laughs> I wasn't like, I was like, you used the wrong word. <laughs> you should have just said, oh, another day at work. <laughs> And then when I left, I was like, "Have a nice day." He was like, "Uh,
1: no, I'm playing, man. <laughs> Zaddy McGee." <laughs> I was like, "What did he what?
0: Man, give me my receipt." <laughs> this guy is so crazy.
1: <laughs> oh man! I think that, like you said, that's that's important too. Like um my gay people aren't monolithic you know right. there's many shades ethnicities shapes, sizes um you know that's just that is what it is and you know I, I I'm not too familiar with his football career or, you know or I, I know he he's a starts, decent player yeah but you know that like you said it's kind of breaking that mold of of what we what we think A gay person should look like right
0: and we have seen This earlier with Michael Sam Michael Sam was a defensive end drafted I can't remember the Draft I think it was Mm -hmm. 2017 16 something like that Mm -hmm. And um, he was openly Gay he came out as gay before the NFL Draft and he should have got drafted Higher in my opinion because He was one of the best defensive ends in the Whole draft but it took a while for people to Come get him and I, I thought that that was Pretty fucked up because it wasn't based off His skill yeah right um, And he finally got drafted But when he got drafted It was like a spectacle Because he was kissing his boyfriend And mm-hmm. kissing him all in the mouth And licking him and stuff And I was just like Honestly if this was a, a, a straight couple Then it would kind of still be a little bit creepy So it seemed mm-hmm. like it was a little bit performative <laughs> A little bit performative Like you know what I mean But yeah. I was like hey you know what Who cares this guy's gay Can he play football yeah. I don't give a fuck what he does in his personal life
2: Yeah. Like,
0: you know, I'm not obsessed with that. Not to mention, I think there's going to be some people like I'm a man of God and I love my country, but I can't watch no gay playing football. I can't watch it. Okay, you realize that the NFL has gained so many LGBT fans now.
1: Yeah, just stage one to, to watch him play.
0: Oh yeah, they didn't gain so so for all the homophobic <laughs> fans. It's like I ain't watching no. It should be Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, and like <laughs> those fans that's gone. Mm-hmm. LGBT fan, it's gonna be at all the like you know the uh, like the, the the gay clubs or or or, or whatever event. Because I don't want to act like I understand every event that is in the LGBT community, mm-hmm. but. I know that there's exclusively like gay clubs or gay bars.
1: Yeah, yeah. And those
0: gay clubs and gay bars will have the Raiders on TV. Yeah. The Raiders will be on there for sure. Mm hmm. And, and you know, this is how I know I'm not homophobic. I know I'm not homophobic because I was just like, oh, okay, he's a good football player. Mm hmm. The thought, if this was like eight years ago, i like, but like, man, really? Why mm-hmm. you gotta do all this, man? Why are you making this about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah 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 but when you actually you progress work, yeah when you progress and look at things differently you understand mm-hmm. like you and the thing about it too is believe it or not that's a form of homophobia if you got to like if you can't see that this person is an athlete and you got to think they're bringing attention to themselves because they're gay mm-hmm. he literally the way he went about it was is completely like it's not front page news no more like yeah. he could literally just go play football now yeah. And ain't nobody going to care when he make a tackle. They're like, that's the first gay tackle ever recorded. (laughs) Nobody's going to care about him making a tackle. I wonder what (laughs) the positions are like in gay football. (laughs) Instead of a a quarterback sack, it'd be a quarterback snack. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of a middle linebacker, it's a middle butt slapper. (laughs) Oh, you know the two positions that wouldn't change names? What's that? Tight end and wide receiver. Yeah. That'd
1: be yeah. the two that wouldn't change. <laughs> they have a long snacker instead of a long snapper.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: dang. Oh, man. That's hilarious. I was just thinking about that. Oh, man. Oh uh, yeah, good times. Yeah, good old, good old. Nothing better. Than <laughs> good old gay football. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could you imagine? Though? I I would imagine that that gay bar got football on, and they just completely oblivious as to what's going on.
0: Yeah, but the, but what's <clears throat> what's gonna happen is is you're bringing awareness of the game mm-hmm. to a whole new. Uh, there's gonna be people that are gay that. And first of all, let's let's not make the assumption that that there's a bunch of gay people that don't watch football.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. just because it's a gay man doesn't mean he probably didn't used to play football himself. Yeah, that's true, right? Mm-hmm. So they probably gained a whole new love for the sport. And even if somebody
1: re- got reignited, maybe. yeah, mm-hmm. right,
0: exactly, mm-hmm. right. Because you got to realize, like, there's some dude. <clears throat> there's a dude I played football with back in the day that came out as gay. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, he played football. I was on the same team with this guy, so. Think about how many of those type of young men that get older and come out. It's a lot. I wonder how that feels. And this is just me kind of
1: like just throwing (laughs) ideas out. Imagine a a heterosexual, right? And he's in a space where there's primarily like women around in whatever field, you know, whatever. maybe Mm -hmm. he's a WNBA coach or something like that or an assistant or something like that on a WNBA team. Uh Uh-huh. I wonder how that feels as, and I'm sure there's a maturity that goes into it. You know what I mean? But a lot of these dudes is young. A lot of these, we see Odell Beckhams, these kind of guys, um, they be out with Khloe Kardashian one week, then they out with Zendaya the next week, Mm. and then the next. So I wonder how it feels to be in a space where you're surrounded by a bunch of people you're attracted
0: to.
2: Whoa, that's
0: crazy. (laughs) I never thought about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, the thing about it, too, is, is in order for Naseeb to be, to come out as gay, and I don't even know if his teammates knew or not. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But the way he comes off, he comes off as he doesn't make anyone feel um, awkward. He I, I, comes I, off as very professional.
1: I think... What I, what I imagine the way it went is I feel like they probably did know oh. just, just based off the way he carried himself True, but I think he was probably more so announcing it to like the world so you know mm. it's just and it, it's probably a month too I, I just cause when you on a team like you know like we know if, so if there's a conversation you on niggas talk like hey cheerleader or you know like hey guess who just slid in my DM right here and he'd be like oh that's cool or you know maybe his yeah. boyfriend dropped him off at the practice. Or, you know it's just it's just it's ways in yeah. your lifestyle that probably he wasn't. I don't think he was even trying to hide. He seems like a person that's just like oh, okay, like if he his boyfriend drop him off, you might kiss him and then hop out the car and then or whatever. Or he say like if in, in a conversation, you know what I mean. He like like yeah, me and my boyfriend we actually went up to uh, Bear Mountain last weekend. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, you know? but I don't was. know. I don't know him personally. I can't say. But
0: yeah, just it just seems thing. like he he probably did. The, the way he did it, he did it before the football season
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Way before it I, I think he didn't want to be a distraction Yeah You know what I mean, and and he did it so long ago it, Well by the time the season starts, he did it so far ahead That they could focus on football, not the fact That he gay Yeah, But the problem with the media is they're gonna drag this shit on
1: I wonder who would take more sacks Him or
0: Derek Carr Damn <laughs> <laughs> And that'll be 12 snacks this season. <laughs> they're going to come up with all kind of stats. Like, all kind of stats. That is the third tackle by an openly gay man in the NFL. And they're going to go to commercial. That is the first touchdown celebration by an openly gay man in NFL history. He'd be like, if you guys don't stop with these goddamn stats, does he, he's just a player. Let mm-hmm. him be a fucking player, for Christ's sake, man.
2: Yeah
1: yeah but hey what's that phrase one what is it once uh when they talk about stepping on the moon it was like one small step for america what is it
0: one small step for man uh one huge step for For humanity for something like that
1: one huge step for mankind or some i don't know there's a joke in there somewhere we just have to find the quote
0: i don't know where the joke is keith you lost me man oh i'll find it think before you speak Keith. he be like, you know, what's crazy? Tangerines. <laughs> tangerines are so crazy. <laughs> this podcast has been sponsored by tangerines.
1: Remember Tang?
0: Oh yeah. yeah. You know? Did you know that Tang was created actually for astronauts? Oh really? Yes. Oh okay. Yeah. I'm not bullshitting you. Yeah. Matter of fact, let me look it up right now. <laughs> See, some of you guys think I'm just be talking on here, and then I look it up, and you're like, you know what? Eddie does have half a brain. Watch. I'm going to put in Tang, then astronauts. How NASA made Tang cool. Bam. See, it's right here. Did did Tang? Okay. Tang was not made for space travel, but space travel made Tang famous. The sugary orange drink powder failed to take off upon introduction to the U.S. market in 1959. But once it launched, with American astronauts in 1960 labeled just orange drink, Tang had the world's best built-in branding. So it, it initially bombed, but then the astronauts start drinking and it was like, ooh, real niggas drink this.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: real niggas drink that. Yeah, you got real nigga juice right here. We got to get on that. <laughs> All right. That
1: quote was uh, "one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind." There you go. Yeah.
0: Yep. And then we find out that they were never on the fucking moon. Well, that's not true. Some people think that. Some people think that yeah. though. And there's some grainy footage of you know, I don't know, man. I think the I think the aliens uh, aliens seen us a long time ago and was like, "Hey, don't come back here, cause." It <laughs> was just waiting on us, like, "Nigga, don't."
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, we we just be too nosy. Yeah. I think that if I never knew that there was uh, uh, a Venus or Mars, I would I would still be okay. Like, you know, that really hasn't changed or affected my life in any way. Yeah, that's true. I feel you, Keith. You gotta mind your business sometimes. Yeah, you do. Yeah. you We just seen that video with the girl getting hit in the back of the head with the chair. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta mind your business. Yeah, she got fucked up. That was bad, too. She got she had a whole brain aneurysm after that. <laughs> All right. Switching gears. <clears throat> Jada Pinkett and her relationship with Tupac. Now, many of people. Well, basically, she mentioned it in more or less like a friendship way. But it seems like Jada Pinkett is very comfortable leaning on this old relationship a lot. And she mentions mentions it a lot. I feel like there's like not an infatuation with Tupac, but I feel like they were definitely more than friends. Mm-hmm. I think Tupac was in those guts quite a few times. I'm, gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, and I know it sounds fucked up, but just hear me out, okay? The same woman that could not really admit that that August Alsina was in her guts. The same August Alsina that was her son's friend, mm-hmm. right? And then you end up fucking him, and yeah. you can't you can't even be transparent about it on your own platform, and then you have this. Kind of like it, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging you know an old friend, but it just seems like there was a lot more going on between those two, and when his birthday comes around, she has to make this publicly known thing, and she just released a new thing a new uh unseen oh, um, poem by mm-hmm. tupac and this has to make your 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 relationship feel like it has to make your partner feel weird yeah like if I had a um uh an ex friend or whatever and here's another thing too I'm gonna be honest you have to be weary of people when they do things like this because you have to look at the situation most men who happen to be sexually attractive and most women that happen to be sexually attractive are attracted to each other so for you to believe that there's nothing that goes on between people that's really naive Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's happening every time but I say about 8 out of 10 times I'm gonna say Mm 9 they're fucking each other somebody's fucking them like if Two people are really sexually attractive and they're always around each other. They probably fucked or used to, or they still are. Yeah. And for her to be bringing up all these stories all the time, I just don't know how that's conducive to your current relationship. All right, let me read this this article. Jada Pinkett Smith shares unpublished Tupac Shakur poem at uh, or to mark his birthday. <clears throat> Hollywood star Jada Pinkett Smith has posted a never-before-seen poem written by her by deceased rapper Tupac, who would have been fifty, turned fifty on Wednesday. The pair were close friends. The and Pinkett Smith uploaded a video showing the poem to her Instagram account. Tupac Amar Shakur would have been fifty midnight tonight. As we prepare to celebrate his legacy, let's remember him for for that which we love the most. His way hit with, with words, uh, wrote Jada Pinkett. Uh, here are a few you may have never heard before. Happy you going to be 50 at midnight. Birthday pop birthday pop. Mm-hmm. I got next. At in the Instagram video, uh, v- video, Pinkett Smith shows viewers the poem titled Lost Souls, written online paper. She says she doesn't think it has ever been published before reading it out loud. So I she still got papers from Tupac reading it. Look here, man if i get with a chick right and let's say she had a boyfriend that that died in college right and she is constantly bringing this guy up i'm not it's not that i'd be jealous by it but i'm human i'm gonna be bothered by it yeah it's okay for you to remember somebody it is okay for you to have these feelings or to mourn or to be empathetic that's normal but to think that it's okay for you to bring it up every five minutes, that's a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about this guy. Just like you don't want to hear about some chick I used to fuck in college. Mm-hmm. If you to walk up to your girl and be like, man, that pussy was good. She was a good person. Um, I miss her. She was but, like,
1: but, but that's <laughs> a tra- that's oftentimes a translation. So well, for a uh, woman, it may it may just be like, you know, he was my best friend or something like that. For a guy, it may be a little bit more straightforward. Like, man, she yeah. has some good pussy.
0: She has a good pussy, man. I wish her ghost was still around. Yeah. Her mouth was just so wet. Sometimes i would be thinking about going by the, by the graveyard and just digging her up. No,
2: oh, my no. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nah. That was, like, was crazy. <laughs>
0: Oh man! Wow, that's wild. <laughs> if it look, I guarantee you with the poems that he had or he wrote, and I guarantee you he wrote some nasty ones about Jada Pinkett. I guarantee you she got them nasty poems hidden out somewhere. That that's the that's the the that's where it gets
1: it gets tough, right? Because yeah. she wants she controls the narrative right now. There right? you go. She controls you know how we we see them as far as like. uh You know, there was no uh, we had a strictly platonic relationship. This was my best friend. And like you said, you always say you can't really tell anyone how to mourn or um, how they should deal with the person passing or whatever. Um, I will say that I have, you know, friends that have passed, family members that have passed. But um, and I love them. And but I, I keep them in a certain space. Like I am not obsessed with like their life or their lifestyle. Um I remember them in my own way, like <clears throat> birthday celebrations and, you know, uh and stuff like that. I'll, you know, I'll, you know, take a moment or pictures and, you know, or we could just kick it kick it with each other, uh, reminiscing and stuff with my mom and my family and whatnot. But um I feel like there's this like this this uh almost obsession that I I see from some of the things that that goes on you know with jada pinkett in Tupac.
0: it's hard for me to take jada pinkett serious with certain things because she seems (laughs) like the type of woman that's a free spirit that probably never should have been married like she seems like one of those women and this is no slight to her because there's a lot of people that are just like that like a free-spirited person is like i just love jamal's energy he's a good person and i also love david and Mm -hmm. i also love um, Marcus and you know I'm with all of them. I'm in a relationship with seven men right now, and yeah. I just love their energy. But truth be told, mm-hmm. you just being a hoe right now. But <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. you you that's
1: taking L A version. Of yeah,
0: you taking this holistic approach on yeah. A holistic. <laughs> yeah, okay. holistic approach, mm-hmm. right? And look, the whole thing is, I'm not calling her a hoe. I'm just giving a funny example. But yeah. she strikes me as one of those people that's not going to be outright. Because think about it. A woman that will fuck somebody like August Alcina, who was young enough to be her son while b- being legally married, mm-hmm. and then turns around and said we had an entanglement.
1: That they is. They never even admitted to doing no, any wrong. No. Yeah.
0: I, August Alcina was digging her out, man.
1: You're rearranging her guts.
0: Yeah, man.
1: I think. Um, one, he the, the he thing- changed his
0: name to August Up <laughs>
1: ahead, uh the thing that the thing that um if this was a thing I guess these last few years we really got to see a glimpse of like how Will Smith feels emotionally about a lot of these different things, right? You know, so he came out, he did the interview with uh with B Dot in um in what's the other dude's name? Elliot Elliott Wilson. Wilson yeah. uh, so he did that interview. He's talking about his dad. He's talking about um, Uncle Phil and 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 um you know talking about his his uh, his fatherhood and his relationship and all these kind of things in, in that interview, and we just really got a glimpse of how he feels. Because, you know, oftentimes we look at celebrities as like, you know, emotionalist, emotionless people. You know, they just go out and they do these big box office movies and they make a lot of money, and and that's kind of the end all be all. <clears throat> but in that interview, he kind of opened up a little bit more. But one thing about that um, situation is uh, he admitted to being insecure about Jada Pinkett's yes. relationship with Tupac. Yes. So, you know, who knows how, you know, how he's if he's currently still dealing with it or if he still feels any kind of way or if it's something he's processing. But for to have someone that you you deem as your partner, your life partner or whatever they call their uh relationship now to constantly be reminding you of the fact that her and Tupac had this relationship,
0: I would feel some type of way. Yeah. I'ma tell you something else too. It's it's simple stuff too. Like <clears throat> let's say for example, I think this is how she get like she keeps control over Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Is like if he felt if he said he was um insecure about something and he was man enough and human enough to admit it, because As men, we all have insecurities or certain jealousies. And people say jealousy is insecurity. You shouldn't be. We all have some form of jealousy, Mm -hmm. whether how minute or large it may be. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of us have jealousies, but we don't act on it. We just know how we feel about it and we move on because I've had jealousy before. Women have it. It's normal. But he basically mentioned that he was insecure, (laughs) jealous about it. And look at her again, doubling down on this shit. Right, and that's
1: a sick partner.
0: Yeah, that's she knows it's, it's fucking torture. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm telling you, Tupac got a poem somewhere like, "I love the way you make me feel when you're licking behind my butt cheeks." <laughs> no, I am, man, Tupac was getting his ass ate. Broly God dang, with side booty hole. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, dang. man, you never know what was going on with Tupac. Yeah. Somewhere, Tupac is smiling down in heaven, knowing Jada Pinkett ate his ass. Dang. Telling you, man. That's crazy. All eyes on me. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he snuck in some lyrics about Jada Pinkett and we just never heard them. Yeah. Come with me. Hail Mary. Run quick, see. Jada Pinkett ate my booty. <laughs> <laughs> Dang You're like I never heard that I never heard that <laughs> It'd be like <laughs> Unreleased music From Tupac <laughs> Why every time A hip hop album Came out In like the 90s it was, always, it was always Some white dude Promoting it In the background yeah. The newest hit single From Tupac Secure <laughs> Nobody in hip hop Culture talk like that Yeah That's funny You got a guy Sounding like he's About to do a Fucking movie trailer <laughs> They did. And
1: he was talking too fast. They gotta squeeze all that information to a 30 second ad. So
0: Oh yeah. They'll be yeah. like <laughs> December 5th, bring the family down and get something You're Like, damn. <laughs> I think you see those those really on infomercials the most. Uh-huh. Like they'll sell a product. If you call now, you get 25 off yeah. call right now and get your the free, free toll reading.
1: yeah 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 yeah. i was like i can't even understand what you're saying why are you telling me this they just speak
0: regular but they speed it up
1: yeah some people can speak that fast and some you could tell they just like they they uh sped it up a little
0: bit yeah Mm. i think like it's certain rappers that do it really good and it's crazy i think the best like as far as the way he um enunciates is tech nine some people would agree, they'd be like, he don't rap the fastest, it's <clears throat> Twista, or so on. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not denying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that Tech Nine does the best job of rapping fast and clear, where you could really, he really enunciates his words really good.
1: Yeah. That's a that's a real skill that yes. people don't really think about. Even if you try to uh like sing along or rap along with some of these songs you realize like yo this is a little bit more right or even try to record yourself doing it and you yes. realize you can't understand none of it, the words you said
0: yeah because even bone thugs like they would rap fast but they really didn't like it didn't really enunciate well i don't know a lot of their lyrics they're going straight <laughs> to heaven Yeah, like in in the uh, crossroads. See me at the crossroads, crossroads. Yeah, one of the only one of the only uh, members of Bone Thugs you really understood um, was uh, the 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 dark one. I forgot his name. Wasn't Fleshbone? Was it crazy? No, that's not Crazy was kind of dark, but yeah. it wasn't Crazy Bone. It's the big one. The big dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget his name. Wrong, 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 wrong. I miss my Uncle Charles. Y'all it yeah. should have been gone in front of his home. It would've been new as wrong. <laughs>
1: that's funny. Yeah. They had a good tone
0: though. Like, yeah, they did. Like their voices matched. Sound. They sounded light skinned. <laughs> <That laughs> <laughs> 90s hip hop was so crazy. It was so different. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, people this is such a different sound back then. You had the this extremes. You had Biggie, you had Tupac, you had Bone Thugs, mm-hmm. you had like a Tribe called Quest. Like yeah, you just had
1: different styles.
0: Different. Like right mm-hmm. now, almost I ain't gonna say everybody sound the same, but there are more people that sound the same than than are um have original sound. Yeah, that's true. Like Roddy Rich sounds like a mixture of like uh <laughs> Shit
1: like Future uh, Like Future
0: And mainly Young Thug mm-hmm. Like Young Thug It's a mix between Young Thug Future And like I don't even know who else But but I definitely those two
1: I've been listening to Like not a lot a lot But hearing different Beano Bino Rideau songs Yeah And he, he's, he's He's starting to sound like Future to me Yeah Like just his ad libs And you know Kind of like little Little uh, background vocals effects he be doing yeah sounds like feature
0: yeah but with, with Bino, what makes him stand out is like certain sound effects be like humming something yeah he
1: be like what he be in there like slur, slurring his words i'm
0: somewhere i alcoholic and somewhere on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Bino though Bino is dope yeah, Bino's dope. Yeah. His album was dope too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we got but,
1: it. Yeah, but back to the, the whole Jada Pinkett thing, like just for a person, um I know for me, if say, you know, I be out shooting videos and stuff like that, say um my girl's like, Hey, you know, I when you take pictures with, you know, the girls or the artists mm-hmm. on set, you know, that that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable and right. you know that, you know, I, I get a little bit jealous at times. For me to just be like, Oh, okay. And then go to the next video and keep doing that yeah. and post it on my Instagram, like yeah. I would be I would be a fool. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's what Jada Pinkett does. And maybe she uses that as leverage sometimes. Oh yeah. When you when you know uh your partner is jealous um, of a certain thing, if Weaponize you that kind of conniving, you know what I mean, a manipulative person, you would do that in an argument, yo. Oh, like yeah. you didn't
0: hit it like Tupac. Oh yeah. Yeah. You didn't hit it like Hail Mary. <laughs> he used to knock the hell Mary out of this pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tired of this, Will. <laughs> I want a divorce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. You can weaponize that against your partner. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta think, I think what needs to happen too is, is people need to realize how they would feel if that extreme was happening to them. Like, like for example, you use the extra, like, like, what if, what if, like, you're a person that shoots videos with women? And they're like naked and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then your wife or girlfriend tells you, I don't, I feel uncomfortable when you do that. And then you be like, you you just brush it off, right? Yeah. Just imagine that extreme on the other end, where let's say she does art and she taking and she's drawing pictures of some dude with a huge cock. Yeah. And she's going back because they're real play, there are real um classes like that yeah. where you draw nude models. Yeah, the figure
1: drawing classes. How
0: would you feel if, a, if it was your girl was drawing a picture and this dude's hung like a horse and mm-hmm. she's there every week drawing pictures of this guy? Yeah. That would make me feel weird. Yeah. Honestly. Hey, honey, what are you drawing? A tripod?
1: Nope. It's a big ass dick. <laughs> and it's not even a good picture. It's like a
0: stick figure with a big penis. <laughs> she's not even there to draw the picture. She just is looking at dick. <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh dang you'd be fucked up as if you recognize the person oh. you'd be like fuck that's great <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah that's all bad yeah well I, look I don't got much to say about the whole Jada Pinkett thing I just think it's, it's kind of fucked up ladies if, if you got a guy or fella same thing be aware hold on one second yeah,
1: some basic some, some feedback. It's, oh, God. Let me take the thing out.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. All right, there we go. We good? Yeah. All right, cool. There he goes. We'll just leave it alone. You ain't got to edit that shit out.
1: We authentic on yeah, the yeah. podcast. Yeah, Keith was fucking <laughs> around
0: with some shit, man, and we just keep, we decided to keep it in. <laughs> so make sure you shame Keith. Uh, hashtag shameKeith2021. <laughs> 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 cancel keith 2021 <laughs> hmm. all right uh switching gears uh nick cannon's baby mamas now we all know keith uh, not keith we all know <laughs> we all know uh nick cannon from wild and out and what's the other, what's the the, the, the talent show he does What's it called? uh america's got talent america has got talent he not on there no more uh did, did he did the mass singer or he doesn't yeah do he did it?
1: the mass singer yeah, he used to be on uh, all that back in the day Yeah,
0: so Nick Cannon has been known to be um, a talent Like a guy mm-hmm. that, you know, he's got some great jobs And he has a, a radio show yeah, that's also very made popular gigolo
1: with R. Kelly Which is, it didn't, yeah. that one didn't
0: uh, I'm a gigolo getting lots of dough That one
1: didn't age well
0: yeah. No, it sure didn't. Yeah. It should have been like, I'm a creepy hoe and I'm peeing on girls. <laughs> Got a PPP loan. Oh yeah. That was one of the jokes. I text Keith one day and I said, R. Kelly is the first nigga to ever get a PPP loan. <laughs> and Keith would start busting up. He's like, Yo, I'm really laughing out loud. <laughs> That's funny. You man. can tell how the white body sitting on the
2: foes. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah. I can't, like, I'm not that, I realize how much of an R. Kelly fan I wasn't after yeah, he got same. busted. Mm-hmm. Like, I was never crazy about R. Kelly. Some people were. Mm-hmm.
1: There's yeah, some people, some people that, lit, like, love,
0: love R. Kelly. There's some people that still play him at all the family functions. Yeah. I don't mean to be rude. And they'd be like,
1: uh-uh, turn this off. I think for me, not being, I'm not, uh... It just feels weird to listen to uh, the sexual songs, but two songs I think would be okay. Where I would be cool with hearing is I Believe I Can Fly and then uh, Step in the Name of Love.
0: I don't know about Step in the Name of Love either, because who you loving? A 12-year-old? <laughs> step in the preschools. Step in the preschools. <laughs> Step in the junior
1: highs Step in the junior highs <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this nigga's
0: crazy. <laughs> like, come on, R. Kelly, what the fuck, man? Ruin all the goddamn songs. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's get right into it. Um, Nick Cannon to have fourth baby in six months. Why wear condoms? In quote, that's what he said. Who's your daddy? Chance I oh, said that? Yeah. Here it is. Who's your daddy? Chances are it's Nick Cannon. For those, that can- <laughs> those keeping <Who> score... <laughs> so I don't know who wrote it, but they're fucking hilarious. For those keeping score at home, Cannon has fathered three children with two different women since December, with the fourth now on the way with the third baby mama. Model and rumored girlfriend Alyssa Scott announced via her Instagram story on Father's Day that she was expecting. Celebrating you today, read read her loved up beach snap. The photos show Cannon or a Cannon lookalike posing with Scott and holding her baby bearing bearing Bailey. The baby daddy was not tagged or facing the camera but is rumored to be Cannon. Uh, the Wild and Out host has yet to post a public statement about Scott's pregnancy, but it wouldn't be his first this year. Earlier this month, Cannon 40 became a father of twins with DJ Abby De La Rosa, who was only Instagram post of her in a hospital bed on June 14th, holding the twin boys. Welcome to the world. And the name <clears throat> is weird. Zion Mixed Delolian Cannon and Zillion Hair Cannon. The caption reads, De La Rosa also posted a tribute to Cannon on Father's Day during Instagram story writing. We are forever grateful for you. Cannon has yet to acknowledge the Father's Day post or post about the newborns. Okay, look, let's be very clear here. Okay, Nick Cannon's an idiot, and, and this is why. When you're having all these kids and you're spreading your seed, a lot of people will say, well, if you could take care of the kids, what's the big deal? He's got the money. It's not about money. Children need time, Right? So when you're not under the same roof and by the way, Nick is a very busy guy so he's always on the move. So his kids to him are just merely people. They're not even like they, there's no way that, that you could really like deeply love a child when you're not giving them time. Yeah. And somebody's gonna say, well you don't know what's going on. No, I don't know what's going on but I also do know what's going on because I have friends that have fathers that had a bunch of kids. Yeah. Right? And it was hard for them To to really have a relationship with their fathers because it was too many kids. Mm -hmm. It's too many. Mm -hmm. And even if you got a bunch of money, it's not going to matter because they're going to grow up hating their dad for never being there. But okay, this is obvious what I'm saying about Nick Cannon. I think it's it's irresponsible. Um, It's also fucked up because he's fucking all these chicks with no condoms. This is dangerous territory, but just because it's Nick Cannon's dick, these women have no problem getting pregnant. Guess why? We're going to get into that because he's providing a lifestyle for them, Mm -hmm. and that's just as worse as Nick Cannon. All these women ain't shit. I'm being honest. They are pieces of shit, and Mm -hmm. the reason why is they're having children being selfish. They're looking to provide a lifestyle. You know that this guy's dick is in five other women at once. But you're allowing it. You're you're allowing this shit because any woman with sense would not get pregnant by this motherfucker. But you're doing it because it's providing you a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That shit is crazy for you to bring a child in this world for you, not for the betterment of the child, but for the betterment of you because you know that you have a check for at least the next eighteen years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's like, if Nick Cannon passes, you know, you, you know, you can have his estate, you can have his money, but you're doing it to provide a lifestyle. You'd be surprised how many stories there have been of women in the past with NBA players. There was a woman that literally tried to get a, a condom out of the trash can to get herself pregnant. That's sick. That's fucking nuts, man. That's sick yeah but dude, there women like this exist. we can't act like they don't. We know the scumbag men that exist, but nobody talks about women like this. women who allow people to allow pregnancies to provide lifestyles for themselves. That's the lowest of the low <laughs> scumbag thing you can do,
1: yeah. The, the, it's a, they have that strange relationship with the walling Out girls too. Yeah. Like a lot of those dudes on the show, I think DC Young Fly might've got one of them pregnant. Great. And then um, I don't know if Nick Cannon, I think he might've got another walling Out. I think she's a walling Out girl, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. But yeah, it's that's kind of predatory in a sense. It's very predatory. Attractive girls on your shows and then just getting them pregnant. Because you, you got to realize, like people are very impressionable and especially the... Um, I think male stars are probably, they just have uh, an effect on both men and women, right. you know, as far as like dudes being just like real giddy about Jay-Z walked by be yeah. niggas, or Floyd Mayweather. I've <laughs> I've heard a story where a dude, uh, Floyd Mayweather had went into a club that some, you know, this group of people had just left and dude parked his car illegally, hopped out. And it ran in the club just to catch a glimpse of Floyd Mayweather. So and this is a man I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. So same thing goes for women when, you know, a guy with uh, you know, Nick Cannon's notoriety and his and his wealth and stuff like that. You you this is the 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 result of that. You, you get a lot of uh, women that are attracted to him and almost whatever he says goes exactly you know what i mean like he he's in the he's in the power position where you know he could he could curate a lifestyle yes. that he wants like hey this is this is what it is i'm going to get you pregnant you're going to get this allowance You know, I'm a pop up on my kids. I'm gonna take care of them and y'all can all live. I don't know what the living. I'm just creating a scenario, but like y'all can all live in this space. It's enough room for everybody. As long as we all get along and communicate like that, that's the type of lifestyle that you are afforded when you are, you know, of that stature. Yeah. Uh, The thing that I will say, going back to that point where you were talking about, um, how it is for you know everybody involved as far as like being a father with uh with a bunch of kids. I'm not a father so I can't speak from that perspective. But I am a I am a uh a half brother to three siblings. So I understand that dynamic um as far as how there is first of all, you know, the world is pretty large. Nick Cannon he he works, he hosts his shows. He, you know, he runs a business, he runs a record label. I think he manages artists and stuff like that. So you have that taking out, you know, time in your day. Also, I don't know exactly, but I, I don't, I don't imagine, you know, the kids he has with Mariah, probably they, I don't think they live in the same spaces as some of these other people Mm -hmm. who knows where Mariah Carey actually lives, but let's say she lives in New York and then the other, you know, baby's moms, they live in LA. That's, You know, time taken away from them. Also, you have the dynamic of the kids not really knowing each other. Like I I said, I have three. uh, I have three half siblings. One I grew up with, like on a day to day basis. Like we lived in the same household, and the other two live with their moms. So we have a relationship, obviously, because we're um, we're siblings, but. In reality, like we didn't really grow up together. Like we don't have that, you know, that history of, Mm -hmm. you know, eating dinner together and, you know, me going to the basketball games or football games or or whatever. And um, especially my my older sister, um, we, you know, we, I probably seen her like a handful of times. And, you know, we don't we don't really even know much about each other's lives. It's, it's it's not it's all love there, but it's just the way that we grew up. So that's the type of um, dynamic you create when you start to have all of these kids with a bunch of different uh, a bunch of different people. You're creating these like um, brothers and sisters that will probably not really even know each other. Um, and what happens too, I think when you when you we realize that the majority of, um, the issues that we see in, in the black community, we all, we always like take it back to two parent households and stuff like that. And I think you're kind of, um, you're kind of like, first of all, you're perpetuating a narrative of like the, the, the dad that the black dad that just get a bunch of, that got a bunch of baby mamas. Right. And then secondly, um, like you say, you're creating a dynamic to where you don't have the luxury of spending time with yeah. all of these, these different children. So
0: it's crazy. I think you, you, it's certain things you can't, you can't pay for, right? Like the, there's no continuity, right? You, you, you have a situation where there's kids all over the place. You might've not talked to a kid for a year and a half and you don't know it because you got so many fucking kids Yeah, and you're so busy with your busy schedule, which makes it even worse. Right. But you just you got money coming. Like you sending this money automatically because you got it. But at the same time, you it just it's nothing there.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you didn't even mention the point that um, I don't. I, There's a quote that you you mentioned to me about him potentially being sick or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing.
1: Yeah. So with that, that's even I think the act of bringing a child into the world is one of the most selfish acts you could actually do, right? Because we don't ask to be born, you know what right, I mean? Right, we right. just pop up and, you know, we have to maneuver through life. Uh, but I will say, like, if you are bringing a child into the world, you should probably bring them in um, in the best possible position you can. But if that if that is true, like, maybe he has a clock or, you know, maybe he has a sickness that we're not aware of, so he wants to spread a seed and, you know, you know, uh, uh, further his legacy um you're bringing children into the world that could potentially not have a father
0: 100 percent, yeah but they already don't have one now because you cannot be one when you put yourself in a situation as a man if you want to get pussy that's fine like you can fuck as many women as you want mm-hmm. but when you are being reckless not using condoms one you're risking your health let's talk about that mm-hmm. like condoms aren't fun i'd rather not wear them Mm-hmm. But I wear them to protect my penis, mm-hmm. right? Because you can get germs on your penis, and then if you get germs <laughs> on them, penis
1: germs,
0: you get penis germs. That ain't good. You can mm-hmm. be sick forever. Mm-hmm. Pe- like penis germs, it's not like salmonella, right? Yeah, salmonella. You know, you probably use the bathroom a little bit, might be a little bit sick, but you get salmonella on your dick, it's over. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, this guy is just being reckless, man. He's being reckless, and they won't have a ch- they won't have a father regardless whether he. Like he talked about his health situation where he almost could have died. That's not a reason to bring a bunch of kids in the world. That's Mm -hmm. that's a reason for the kids that you already have existing to build an even stronger bond with just those kids. Yeah. Not to have fucking nine more. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. This is selfish, man. It is it is completely selfish, Mm -hmm. you know, and some people from the outside looking in will say, you know what? It's his life. False. It's all of our lives. You want to know why? You want to know one of the biggest threats to American society is an unloved child. Yeah. Look at the prison systems that exist. A bunch of unloved children turned into criminal adults. Yeah. Okay. This is a fact. So the people will say, but he has money, this and that. You know how many rich kids lash out and act out and end up going to prison, too? That also. What about the women that he's
1: they they're not even his peers. These are people he's probably taking care of. Exactly. You know what I mean? And we always talk about, you know, one and a partner that that could go get it on her own and you know, got her own stuff in order and or just striving to be something. Mm. But he's not even impregnating his peers or like, no. you know, like not necessarily that it needs to be a singer or whatever, but these are people that almost work for him in some cases. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's kind of strange.
2: It, there's some women that
0: literally have a career of making money from rich men and having kids by them. It's sad. There, there was a the, member of Matt Leiner from USC. Yeah. Okay. Well, he got a he got a chick pregnant, but I think she played basketball for USC at the time. He got her pregnant. Then later on, Blake Griffin got her pregnant. Oh, dang. So it's, it's a coincidence that you get pregnant by Matt Leiner and...
3: <laughs> blake yeah, griffin yeah
0: how many players are professional players exist in the world what is, what's the percentage is it one percent probably less than that so it's a coincidence that you are dealing with one percent mm-hmm. athletes who become pro and you get pregnant by two of them yeah what a coincidence whoop de do. there's there's a predatory
2: uh yes.
1: thing on the women's part too oh yeah like uh I always bring up like Atlanta episodes but there was an episode of Atlanta when they were trying to go to Drake's Drake's party and they were like yo their whole mission was to go and meet Drake and go and go and take a picture on Instagram so she can make Earn jealous and whatnot but there there are some women out there that'd be like yo I'm I'm gonna have like that's a goal of theirs I'm gonna have Nick Cannon's baby or he gonna you know I'm gonna sleep with Nick Cannon or whatever and it's just it's kind of it's
0: kind of strange man yeah it is yeah it's weird Uh, I found an article What I was talking about So I like to find I like to pull up The shit that I talk about Okay report Blake Griffin Had child with Cameron. She's pretty hot though Give her that Give her that Um, Manning's DMZ Brian Cameron The mother of Matt Liner's Six year old son Gave birth to Blake Griffin's son In August Cameron who played Basketball at USC See I know what I'm talking about Is the older sister Of Brown's Tight end uh, Jordan Cameron And free agent Quarterback Kobe Cameron Who's the Who's that for athleticism? According to birth certificate obtained by TMZ, Griffin and Cameron's son was born August first, and his name Fort Wilson Cameron Griffin. Crazy! You have two kids by athletes, mm-hmm. two professional athletes. It's a coincidence, huh? Yeah, such a coincidence. He's getting paid for quite some time, but yeah, no man, uh, it, it is predatory. Mm-hmm. It's, it's predatory from two ways. It's predatory on his and her end. So you just got two predators out here. Yeah. You got Nick Cannon is at the point where, you know, he's forty years old, but he looks pretty youthful still. Mm-hmm. You know, not a bad looking guy. He's got a lot of money. It's in order for you to get that many women pregnant at once. This is the level of convenience you have. Oh, she look cool. I'm gonna fuck her. Okay. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, let's go back to my house. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what's really going on right now. Yeah. To get four women? No, he's got four kids, not four women. But he's got four kids. In the same year. Yeah. That's
1: nuts. Even the reveals is kind of strange. It's always a photo. Like yeah, his back turned or you know, his his fingers on the belly or something. You, you you gotta
0: be slightly ashamed of this, man. You gotta be slightly ashamed of this. Just cause you have it's crazy. People really really think that being a good parent is financially providing.
1: For yeah, and Nick Cannon is a is a book smart person, and I'm sure he's Fully aware of, you know, statistics in, you know, some of the the downfalls in the Black community and, you know, the the, the issues we deal with with two parent households and, you know, fatherless homes and stuff like that. I would I would hope he is just it's a little bit more knowledgeable
0: or smarter than this. Man, it there is a there is a whole bunch of women that have children by celebrities. The number one thing I'm not doing is having kids with any of these chicks, unless I'm sure that this is like going to be my wife. I don't want to have kids by nobody unless I'm pretty sure that this is my potential wife. Mm -hmm. Just because man, I want to give my child the best chance to have um, me and his mother as a collaborative raising him. Yeah. You know, I know everybody's situation don't work out like that and I'm not here to pass judgment on anyone. I'm just saying like, if I got two kids by a girl, and then all of a sudden, now I got nine kids by like four or five different women, I'm destroying the original relationship I had with my two kids. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I, for, I know this from a first-handed uh, account because I've seen my cousins. It was two of them, and their dad was in home, and then once he got out of the home, he had a whole other family and never seen his original kids again. Yeah. And that's just, that's for me seeing it personally. I seen how it affected my cousins. I seen how much they hated their dad. I seen how, I seen all these things take place over the years. Mm -hmm. So imagine, imagine someone that even though he's financially there, he ain't there. When, when you, imagine when these kids get older, these women that are fucking Nick Cannon, they better find a good man to be a real father.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: They better find a dude that's willing to be a father, mm-hmm. because here's the thing: that's gonna be hard. Yeah. Because if a woman's fucking Nick Cannon, there's gonna be it's gonna be hard for them to find a man that wants to be the father of their children. Yes. That's yeah. on stepdad. Yeah, that, because you gotta think about it. If they're fucking high profile people, those guys aren't trying to be some. You know, they're not trying to be step. The the type of dude that'll be a stepdad is somebody like me. <laughs> You think she's going to go from fucking Nick Cannon to me? No. I'm I'm just saying I'm more capable. I'm a down to earth. I'm a regular guy. Yeah. What I'm saying is these chicks are not fucking regular guys. Mm -hmm. They're fucking guys in the NBA and the NFL. These guys are just getting pussy all over America. They don't give a fuck about your kids. They don't want to be a stepdad to those fucking kids. Yeah. You know, it's going to take a regular dude and you don't like regular dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Not much else to say about Nick Cannon. <laughs> I can't recite any song he has made besides Jiggalo. I'm a gigolo. It was this dude that had a little quick video, a little video. He says, "Name one Nick Cannon song, or you'll be shot in the head." And then he was like, "Uh, abandoning." He just started mumbling, and then he just got shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, switching gears. Tour de France crash um recently there was a pretty fucked up crash man um and it was all it was all based off one of the fans getting in the way trying to put out a sign and trying to bring awareness to whatever they was bringing awareness to and there was a huge fucking wipeout yeah so here here let's read the article here uh, french authorities open investigation after tour de france spectator causes massive crash Authorities have launched an investigation after a fan caused dozens of cyclists to crash during the Tour de France on Saturday. The disastrous fall was caused by a woman standing on the roadside of the tour's opening stage. She stepped in front of the racing pack, holding a cardboard sign appearing to display a message for the television cameras. According to the race video coverage, the sign hit German rider Tony Martin, who was cycling near the head of the pack. Martin fell, which led to a subsequent crash of dozens of riders behind him cyclists fell to en mass and the crash left bikes and bodies tangled in the road the fall held up the race for several minutes law enforcement officials from whatever area in western France have opened an investigation into the cause of unintentional injuries uh, by manifestly deliberate violation of obligation of safety or prudence according to the statement of on Facebook um, here's the thing man there's no real investigation that needs to Yeah, take place. that's what I was doing. Why do they keep saying that word? <laughs> you held out a sign, you fucking moron. And, and it's you, on TV. It's on TV from yeah. five different angles. They've seen your dumb ass holding up a cardboard yeah. sign. Yeah. You hit a biker. You hit a bicyclist and cause a huge fucking wipeout. Mm -hmm. You know what I thought about when I seen that uh, crash? What's that? You remember that song? Ha
2: ha ha ha, wipeout.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought about when I Mm -hmm. heard when I seen all the fucking bicyclists fall Uh down. I was like, I guess they're suing her or something too. I mean, I don't know what they're going to get from her, her sign. (laughs) (laughs) She held a bullshit cardboard sign up. Yeah. I don't even know what it said on it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, they are in France, so you know it's probably something in French. It said, We, oui, wee." Oui. I think we have this. Uh, it's a gnat that's flying around Jeez, here, it's man. annoying, it's on your mic right now. got it,
0: I got you, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you son of a biscuit eater. No cursing, Keith. <laughs> All right, go ahead, hopefully, I got him.
1: But no, it, it, it's uh, it's just this, this strange infatuation that you know we as people have with uh being famous or being in or this notoriety like if, if if she just didn't have this desire to be uh like on TV or you know she knew exactly where the camera was and she could have even ha- held that sign if she, if she was uh, a couple feet you know back from where she was but for whatever reason you know she wanted to be on TV wanted to be you know, marked in history as the person that was holding the sign, you know, on the tour de France and tour de France. And then she just caused this huge pileup, which is, which is unfortunate too, because, um, that's people's livelihoods. You know what I yeah. mean? The, the people, those people, they're professional cyclists and that's how they, they make their living by winning those races or, you know, racing across, uh, across the world in these races. And she screwed up, you know, a bunch of people's opportunity because yeah. it was only like 20. I would say like 20 people that escaped or that, you know, missed getting uh, in that huge pile yeah. up. And these are people there. Some of those people, their, their bicycles were broken, so they couldn't even race or they yeah. probably had to switch out bikes or whatever. And it's just so many different things that went on. Like she just caused so much destruction from a sign.
0: So stupid. And then in France, the sign said, Nick Cannon got me pregnant.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nick, Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon. was wilding out in his pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be... I, I, this is an unpopular opinion, but I've never really been a fan of wilding out. Really? It's scripted bullshit. It's just scripted. It's overly scripted shit. Yeah. I'm not with that, man. And, and I'm not trying to shit on the show. I mean... You know, hey, more power to you if you like it, but it's just so scripted. Yeah, I don't like those shows. It's why I really don't like reality shows either. I'm not this is a complete different conversation from Wild and Out, but mm-hmm. reality shows are not reality at all. They're written. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You heard that? Yeah, it's just more mental illness. I think the mics picked that up this time. <laughs> that food? Like, what you looking at, fool? <laughs> <laughs> There's always some motherfucker yelling around here.
1: It, it. I know you guys heard that He sound like he announcing a soccer game in Mexico Goal
0: <laughs> I I to, Somebody
1: need to hire that man
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah man you, you need to be You need to be uh, doing the FIFA <laughs> you know, the FIFA World Cup with that voice <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. Messi make a make a gold like
2: goal! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I've heard, hey man, you gotta get hey, I heard Mexico need a new announcer. <laughs> Mexico. <laughs>
1: have you ever seen those videos? Um I think the one of the first times I've seen it might have been like Kawhi. Uh uh when he was on Toronto and he he hit the game winner. Mm-hmm. They had did the announcement of the shot, but they did it in like five different languages. Oh on one what? Uh remember when Kwai hit the, the shot? The oh, yeah. the shot uh, they did the shot in like,
0: Philadelphia. Japanese. Yeah, they and...
1: did it in all the different
0: languages. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. When they did it in Japanese, it sounded like like it, it sounded like I was like at a restaurant. <laughs> like, how's it? what's what's it I was like, oh shit. That's that teppanyaki place I was at over uh
1: <laughs> it'd be so funny cause they'd be doing that haping shot suicide why su Kawhi Leonard show me sign sign like they always say the name regularly
0: so what's that Kawhi Leonard
1: like whoa they language they language is so aggressive they
0: could funny. be speaking kind to you but you think it's aggressive yeah They're like he be yeah. like he said he loves you <laughs>
1: I've seen this video. It's probably one of the weirdest, most interesting videos I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know why I Googled this, but I was just curious to know how English sounds to people that don't speak English. Yeah. So um, they have this video out there. It's pretty strange to listen to, but it's like they they basically formulated words in a way that um, for a person that speaks English to understand what it would sound like f- oh. to a person from France or Mexico that doesn't speak English. Ah. Yeah. It's
0: Interesting. Pretty crazy. Interesting. She ain't shy Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, people, that, people that hear us say shit like this, they, <laughs> they understand. They understand our humor. I feel bad for the people that just start listening. They're like, I was listening to them until they turned racist. Look, Asian lives matter. We do not need to hear these impersonations of Asian characters. It's always a white woman with a short haircut.
1: <laughs> she always mad at all racism.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> a overweight white woman with a short haircut. Yeah. We need to stop all racists. All racists need to be stopped. All racists need to go to hell. Okay. You're like, oh my god, it's called humor. <laughs> For
1: Christ's sake, you gotta have the dry. You have to have the driest relationship if you can't. Just crack jokes, you know what you I mean? Gotta, and some of it is going to be offensive, you know, outside of the context of the joke. But it's just, it's just funny, man. I
0: think that we have a different perspective, too, because we do comedy. So yeah. the fact that we do comedy and we say some shit... Like I said something earlier that would make the average person cringe. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, that pussy was good. I feel like going to the graveyard and digging her up. <laughs>
1: That's a wild. Yeah, it was like, what the take. fuck <laughs> did Eddie just say? What's wrong with this guy? This guy is crazy. God damn. Right. What if you dig it up, the mouth's
0: still wet? You'd be like, ooh. <laughs> Gosh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> wet mouth salad still wet. That head is to die for. Oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy, Keith, do not pay attention. Cancel Keith. Hashtag <laughs> cancel Keith
2: 2021.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, That's <was> crazy. Oh. <laughs> we got to get Keith off social media, 1st <laughs> <bro. laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Wouldn't that be wild? Like, hashtag no Keiths
1: matter. <laughs> like, imagine him trying to cancel, like, uh... Like Kendrick Lamar off of social media.
0: That he don't even be on he it. He don't use it. <laughs> he can come out with a song. They try to cancel me on social media. <laughs> but I ain't even on why that. Why you sound like Chris Delee? <laughs> oh, I know, right? When he did Eminem. I'm pandering, pandering, salmon it.
1: <laughs> I just seen him on. I was watching You before the podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. And I
1: seen him on there. I was like, dang. This... And he was like the creepy guy, too. That's why people was like. Brew. Yeah. I'm pandering and laminate, laminate, slamming it. Yeah,
0: using too many napkins. napkins. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Chris DeLeo on his way back, yo. Like he yeah, been coming yeah. out with podcasts and shit. He took like a smooth year off. Like the whole pandemic, he was gone. And he popped up with a baby and shit. Yeah. you know, he Oh, got, I didn't
1: know he had a baby. Yeah, he had a baby, yeah, man. He got a, cool. he got a
0: baby, he got a wife and shit. He just chilling, doing his thing. He back doing his pod. People missed him. Like he turned all his comments off for like a year. Yeah, his comments. He turned all. Oh, he stopped the social media. Everything. Yeah, yeah. I guess somebody tried to cancel him, but he, Chris D'elia. I think he cool, but I don't know about um what's his face um Brian Callen. Brian Callen. I yeah. don't really know if he could really make his way back.
1: I think I I feel like if Chris Bra- Chris Brown could make a revival, obviously you have to be talented, but if Chris Brown can make it back, and he gonna make it back after this one too. But you know I think if he can make it
0: back Anybody can That's not true Because Brian Callen Is not even on the same Stratosphere
2: That's what and, I said In his be,
0: field You gotta be talented um, Yeah but, you know. I'm, I am looking at it right here Brian Callen He's still I think he's What is he doing
1: Hold on Brian Callen is hilarious though I don't I can't I can compare I, I can't compare His status Or notoriety but just seeing him um do stand up he's probably one of the comedians like i really just was laughing the hardest at
0: yeah i'm looking at this right here saying what he's up to cuz i know um he was doing shit behind a paywall cuz this whole talent it says his talent his agency dropped
1: him huh? yeah his agency yeah. dropped him yeah that's wild yo but I, I the well yeah he wasn't really working for himself but Mm-mm. yeah he kind of he kind of started to do that after the allegations
0: and I'm, I'm going to be real, that podcast, um, and, and I'm not trying to, look, I'm not going to, look, you like what you like, but the Fighter and the Kid podcast, if you like it, maybe it's your style of podcasting. They cut the, They cut each other off so much. Yeah. It's so wild. It's a wild, wild place. I'm not going to speak bad on the podcast because we mm. do one ourselves.
1: That, that makes me anxious. It does. I was yeah. about to say that.
0: Yeah. Because, like, say something right now, kid. And And that's why we always do the (laughs) Yeah. It's like, dude, I imagine the listeners like say something real quick.
1: Yeah. So
0: (laughs) Oh wow. Now I'm hungry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This nigga watch
1: anime and get hungry for Chinese food.
0: (laughs) Oh man. That's funny. Uh let's see. Where is it at? One Wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. Brian Callan is back, yo. He posting content? No, the show says The Fighter and the Kid Episode 682 Brian Oh, he's on the po- on that
1: podcast
0: Oh, he's on the episode? No, that's what I'm asking Yeah, that's so what I'm looking at right here I'm looking at it It says Brian Callen Let me see The Fighter and the Kid Episode 682 One month One month ago Yeah, he's on there? Mm-hmm Because they there. had put that other bl- that bl- Was that a black dude on there? Yeah, the big black dude He's on there right now Wow Yo, that's wild, yo Thank God Brian's shoulders are here to carry this podcast. If you bring back Callen to the podcast, I might start watching again. Damn, people see, they ain't feeling it. Brian's heroic dedication that ever f- finishing a thought with the rain of interruptions is impressive. <laughs> see what I just said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, literally haven't watched an episode till I saw this one with Brian Callen. He effortlessly brings a fun, wow, entertaining vibe. Back, huh? Yeah, I don't know if he's back back. But I know it was this as an episode. That is a highly profitable podcast, bro. That's a highly profitable podcast. How you know? Oh, I know. Because uh especially um a Brandon uh, uh uh Brandon Brandon said that he made more podcasting then, uh, fighting. then fighting, Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, he getting paid, yo. Oh, like, oh, sure. he getting paid, paid. Mm-hmm. He got a big old nice watch and shit. I'm like, oh yeah, he getting it.
1: That's the thing about podcasting. We don't even know. We don't. We don't. Like I was always saying, it's the Wild Wild West or the, um, wild, the gold rush west.
0: The Wild yeah. Wild West, Wild West, Wild West. Remember that song? What if,
1: uh, what if when uh, Jada Pinkett get mad at Will Smith, she just go around bumping Hail Mary. Hail Mary Run with me I had sex with
0: Jada Pinkett
1: <laughs> She played You remember we had all that uh, That Illuminati stuff So there's playing all them records backwards Oh yeah Two pocketed from the back Oh man
0: Imagine they play live and die in LA backwards Live and die And then they play it back Jada Pinkett Pussy tastes <laughs> good oh god
2: that'd be crazy
0: daddy you need to stop all right well well, look we got way off topic but in regards to the tour defense uh crash it's unfortunate that a person's like desperate need for attention caused a fucking catastrophe and we live in a world where so many people want to be in the spotlight when they haven't earned anything or done anything when you when you aren't the person that is the one doing the work or the one that is that should get the attention. Just take a step back and enjoy the festivities, man. Don't, don't put yourself in the middle of it just because you think you should. You can chill and just watch it. Chill and just watch. And and, and then you could tell your friends and you could actually have footage of what went on from a first firsthand account. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, I was there. I seen how fast they're going. It was an amazing event. Right. Yeah. You know, but instead of doing that, you fucked it up, okay. So congratulations, stupid. Now you're getting sued. Right?
1: Congratulations, you played yourself,
0: right? Switching gears, <clears throat> everybody can't be an entrepreneur or business owner, and this is why I bring it up, right? And this, I thought about this. I mean, Keith talked about it during the week, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is I've had a like a very bad experience with a local company that does embroidery. I will not say a name. Because I'm still classy enough to not shit on them on this platform. But Mm. they told me they could do something and I initially set it up. And this is why, folks, it's important to get a sample, right? So I brought my own material that I wanted to use for this form of embroidery and I wanted a sample done to see if they could get it done and then I would get multiple units at that point. But they said, "Hey, it'll be at least a seven-day turnaround to, you know, at least get the the, the digitized um, item to get to stitch." I said, "No problem." <laughs> so I respected that they prefaced the meeting or or the the item that they, I was wanting to get made with, "Hey, it'll be at least seven days before we could really get into getting it started." So I didn't call to the next week, like on Wednesday, I believe, mm-hmm. and I asked about it. Said, "Oh, I'll get on it, you know, and I'll get back to you." So I left them alone. I didn't call back until third, like. Uh, Friday or something and they still hadn't done it then the next week same thing happened so nearly three weeks and then finally the guy says oh I'm gonna get on it and I'm gonna send you a picture of the stitch out and then he didn't send a picture and then each time I was reaching out to them instead of them reaching to me to let me know what was going on so I'm like this is awful customer service this is awful customer service like this this is pathetic I feel disrespected at this point right and Not until I went inside of the establishment on Friday morning, right? The guy said, Oh, I'm sorry, man. We'll get it done for you in 30 minutes, man. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. And I told him, I just told him to his face. I gave this guy a Yelp review to his face. Mm -hmm. I said, Hey man, this has been I feel disrespected. This has been a terrible experience, but I'm not gonna go on Yelp and talk shit to you. I'm gonna give you a Yelp review to your face. This has been this has been inexcusable. It's been terrible. You've done a terrible job. I'm like, dude, me and you were both adults, man. You know, I'm not going to be in here causing hell, but honestly, this is just this is just inexcusable. There's yeah. no reason why you should tell another adult something and say, "Hey, I'll have it right to you the last 3 times we talk and you never deliver?"
2: Oh god. I was
0: like, "I can't I can't even it's hard for me to even be a customer when you do something like that." Yeah. So, at this point, the only reason why I would allow them to continue the job is just so I could have proof of concept to go to a different establishment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to deal with these people. And this is why everyone should not be eligible to own a business or be an entrepreneur, because sometimes it is fucking suck.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. This Sorry, is, I'm having technical yeah, difficulties. Keith over. is fucking around with this. <laughs> this is just sad, Keith. Come on, man. <laughs> Keith has a college degree and can't he can't find his way around a microphone. This is just crazy. We yeah, need- it's easy to get a college degree that's a lie
2: <laughs>
0: yeah I, I, what's going on with the bottom it's, it's all fucked up
1: No, I just, I just gotta take my time away.
0: oh my goodness alright let me tell my story while Keith's making this racket once about the a time there was a black man with crazy hair his name was Keith <laughs> Fingers he stood about 6 foot tall had a really funny laugh and didn't know his way around a microphone and then one day a wise man named Eddie McGee came along and told him, hey, stop making all that goddamn noise. And then they lived happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hmm.
0: No, nah, man. But um, yeah, it was a really fucked up experience. Yeah. Um, and I just feel certain people should not be entrepreneurs or have a business or own a business in general. Yeah. I've had many other fucked up situations happen. And and just throughout my life with different companies that I've worked for and things that I've done just or people I've done business with in general. And there are some people that will run a business and they will lowball the people that work for them and think they uh, they're absolved of it by giving them a pizza party. It's sad. I used to work for Sears and that happened. Mm -hmm. I remember I was in college working for Sears and we wanted a raise. Right. And. The guy says, Hey man, you guys do a great job. We'll have some pizza for you guys. And then one of my coworkers said, We don't want no damn pizza. We want a raise. Yeah. Some <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: It's sad that some people think that they could treat you wrong year round and then give you pizza. And that just absolves them from the fuckery they've been doing. <laughs> That's nuts. And then the guy also told us one day, he says, you know, when you guys do good, I get a bonus, you know. So and then my coworker also said, Man. Why do you get a bonus when we do good? Where's our bonus at? Yeah. And then the guy was just like, this look, there are some people, this is what you <clears throat> got to understand. There are different levels of enthusiasm at a job. The person that owns the job has a different level of enthusiasm because he is being reinforced on a level that you're not. So if he does something or she does something, they're getting paid X amount of dollars and they're getting empowered by it. Mm-hmm. But you getting lowballed. Mm-hmm. so the person that will run the establishment will make a mistake and think that you should have the same enthusiasm as them no motherfucker no i don't because at the end of the day you know you're getting fucked yeah so why the fuck should i be around here whoop de doo i'm happy what's up with this gnat in here dude what the fuck i thought you killed it i must be more than one in here oh, dang. how the fuck we're up five we're on five the fifth floor how the fuck this motherfucker get up here
1: I don't know. I took the stairs.
0: Keith's hair is attracted next. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, yeah, there's this, uh, it's a Capital One commercial. Mm-hmm. And this dude is like this, he sells uh, dog like snacks, basically. It's like a jerky for dogs kind of thing. Huh. And he's on there and he's walking, th- like they have a video of him walking through the factory. And he's bald, he's bald, he don't have no hair on his head. Hey, calm down, all right? But he has a, uh, he has like a hair net on. Okay. And I'm just like, I'm wondering like, what, what is it? Is he doing that just for the commercial or would he really walk around like that? Well, or? you could have fl-
0: flakes could come off. You know, there's hair some flakes. You have some hair that might be a little spiky. That, um, you could have short hair come out. So I, I guess maybe it's to ensure that the little spiky hairs don't come out. When I was going to BC, this is a totally different conversation. When I was going to Bakersfield College, back in like 2000 and i say it was late 2005 right mm-hmm. and they had a really cool they had a really good cafeteria over yeah. there a really good food court and i went to get biscuits and gravy they had some bomb ass biscuits and gravy but mm-hmm. it was like chopped up pieces of sausage in it oh my god it was really good yeah so i get the biscuits and gravy And I'm about to eat, and I pull the fork up, and there is a thick, long-ass hair in the gravy. Imagine gravy being wrapped around a long hair. Yeah. Right? And I pull it up, and I just walked in the cafeteria with that long hair on there, and the the workers were like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's like, I hope it wasn't me. I'm like, nah, I just want a different thing of gravy. I ain't worried about it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, man. Throw that in the trash, please. And then they gave me two extra biscuits with other gravy. I just had to make sure there wasn't no hair in it this time. Yeah. That shit was fire. Yeah. <clears throat> that sounded like a good food experience. Oh, it was a good I'm one. i glad you shared Started that. off bad.
1: You got it. That of- Nat is back.
0: Yeah, it's back. I think I got
1: it. Uh, he moved. He did? Yeah, I just Son seen him fly around. bitch.
0: Away. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, it's still flying around. Oh, my goodness. Ah, So annoying. Because they try to fly on your face. Yeah, that's the annoying part.
0: Yeah, it's like leave me alone. It, it
1: don't know. It doesn't have boundaries. No, it's like we don't care
0: about Black Lives Matter.
2: We're,
0: just, <laughs> we're just gonna fly on your microphone while you're trying to talk. We'll fly in your fucking mouth. Okay, we don't care. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: uh, but yeah,
1: I, I, I you know I'm there with you. There's a lot of people. I think that the only real. Um, Anybody can start a business, right? All yes. you need is enough money to go get your, you know, your LLC or whatever or whatever type of uh, sole proprietorship, whatever uh, designation you want to have. You might you might need enough money to trademark your name or um, you know trademark the logo or whatever. But that's that's the only thing that is required to start a business, right? Um, and some people take that to heart, so they don't actually. Uh, brush up on any skills that are necessary to run a business. Exactly. They, they're not brushing up on their communication. You know, they're not brushing up on, you know, their leadership skills and all these different things. Um, and they're just, they're just running a business with, you know, instincts in a little bit of money. And that's what happens um, a lot. And that's why there are these strained relationships with a lot of people, uh, a lot of owners and, in and the, and the workers like, <clears throat> For me, my uh, personal story is when I was working at McDonald's, and um, when I was, was just—it's just a job, you know what I mean. I, I wasn't looking at McDonald's as something to where, like, you know, I'm a—I'm a climb up the ladder, and one day I'm a own McDonald's and all that. I never even looked at it like that. I looked at it like I'm in here with a—well, first of all, like a bunch of uh, 16, 17 year old kids that you know are just trying to, you know. Pay their car note, or you know, mm-hmm. afford gas in their car. Cell phone, yeah, cell phone stuff like that. Um, new clothes, or um, I'm in here with people that are a little bit past their prime, and this is just you know supplemental income to their household. Um, but one day, um, I was I was working, and it was on the holidays. As as all of us know, the the fast food restaurants they don't they don't really take a break. Um, it may be, I don't even know in what capacity, like a McDonald's would be closed. Um, but basically it was, it was open and it was, it was like Thanksgiving and the cold part about it leading up to it. I had no idea that anybody would be working, let alone me. Mm. So I'm in there and I'm like, yo, this is stupid. Like, why am I spending my time, you know, making somebody else rich on a, a time first of all I'm away from my real my real family I'm way in Nevada yeah and secondly the family that I have there as far as my you know my friends Jared and his family you know going to their house and, and eating and stuff I'm away from them also so um you know, I'm there and I'm just like it's in the the thing the thing about working on holidays is that it's almost more busy than regular days because a lot of people they pull up like before they go you know to the to the house like because they don't want to be waiting around for the food or some people don't actually celebrate the holiday so they just picking up food or you know the food might be nasty so they gonna pick up something Mm -hmm. you know before they get there and you know uh stuff like that so you got all these people coming in it's super super busy and then the owner walks in with his family his wife he got his kids with him they happy they smiling and mind you this the guy that owns it his name is uh Chris Cassidy he he, he, he he's like extremely wealthy he owns maybe like 10, 10 12 uh McDonald's in that in that whole Nevada area yeah. so he walks in and he's like, you know, waving at everybody like, hey, asking everybody how's it, how they're doing. And then he kind of made it like an announcement to everybody that was behind the counter working and, you know, making fries and making uh, wrapping burgers and stuff. He was just like, hey, I just want to thank you guys for coming in today. I know you, you know, you could have been with your families and stuff, but I just want I just want to tell you guys that I appreciate you for working today. And I was like, nigga, I don't want your thank you. Yeah, the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, I want to be off of work. Fucking terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just the type of like, that's the type of people that we have running these businesses exactly. that we work for. It's just like yeah,
0: you bring your raggedy fucking enthusiasm. How about you give it people if it's your McDonald's and you really appreciate people, show it. Stop saying it. Yeah. Things, okay.
1: Not to, and you can afford it. It's like I said, it's an
0: extremely busy day. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Like if if you have the power to, to alleviate things off of your workers, they're really going to know that you care. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you like, if you know, Oh, we make this X amount of money. We got to get every dollar. When people look at their employees as a dollar sign instead of a human being, that's when you're losing
2: Mm -hmm.
0: because guess what? People are talking bad about you. If you think that your business is doing great and blah, blah, blah. Then you, the people that work for you actually hate you. Yeah. They actually fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. Business may be great, but the people that work for you are talking about you. <laughs> They're talking about you without you even realizing it. Yeah. The word on the street. Here's the thing. This is why a person like me has to own a business. I'm th- because this is why. I pretty much don't want to be in charge of a bunch of people. And, you know, and and have to delegate all these things and this and this and that. But I feel like a person like me has to become a boss. And the reason why is because I lead with compassion, Mm -hmm. right? Leading with, like, compassion (laughs) and being firm. Don't get me wrong. Things still need to get done. But leading with compassion and actually giving a fuck about people. Yeah. I want the people that work for me to know. That I genuinely do care about them. I'm not the type of person to say, hey, thanks, man. Hey, I appreciate you. I Thanks, man. I appreciate you. I will say that. But my actions reinforce my words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the biggest difference. When I tell you I appreciate you and thank you, that's one thing. But you know I appreciate you. When you show up on a random Thursday, you got a bonus check waiting for you. Mm-hmm. You know I appreciate you when I tell you, oh, it's your birthday. Okay, well, if you show up, I'll give you double pay. If you take the day off, I'll pay you regular pay. Mm -hmm. That's how people know you give a fuck is when you have real items that show them that you care. Mm -hmm. But if you're just looking at it from a business aspect and you treat people like numbers, then motherfucker, then people don't like you. Mm -hmm. They never did like you. And what you're going to start noticing is the workers that work for you start doing more and more dramatic stuff. Like, for example, you just have five motherfuckers not show up on a random Wednesday. Yeah. Or like, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Why is everybody calling out? Yeah. It's because they hate you and the job. That's Mm -hmm. why they hate you. Mm -hmm. But if you are a person that leads with compassion and you start showing them love, like, there are some jobs that people love that probably don't pay them that much. And it's hard for them to leave because they get treated too good. Yeah. Right. It'll be a dude. They'd be like, look, I know I could leave here and make way more money, but I've been here for nine years, man. This guy is straight up with me. You know, he gives me, you know, he he gives me bonuses. He he treats me well, you know. Yeah. You know, all those things. Those things matter. Yeah. Like, it, customer service doesn't stop at the customer. Customer service takes place all the way to the top. The person that owns the company and the people that work for the company, like all these things are important. Mm hmm. Believe it or not, if you own a company, let's say you own a company, and you talk about customer service, that doesn't stop at that doesn't stop at your employees. To, yeah, your employees deserve customer service from you. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't get, man. I, look, I've, at my thirty six years of life, I've seen enough from just jobs in general to understand like when someone's leading with compassion or they're just a person that's about the money. When you about the money only, when you are about the money, then you will start seeing shit from people that tell you that they don't fuck with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I, I, you see, I mean, um, what happens with a lot of these business owners is, um, making money is the end all be all. That's it. So even when I was working at McDonald's, it was um, we broke a lot of rules in order to make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's certain things like that when you when you're working there and you so we'll do these whole training videos like, hey, meat is not supposed to sit on mm-hmm. in the trays for longer than 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if after 30 minutes, just toss, you know, mm-hmm. toss it in the trash or whatever. Yeah. But we would set the timer for for the meat. um, And then when it went off, we just hit it again. Mm hmm. And then again,
0: and, and the again, owner like, had no problem with you doing it. Not at all. See, the the problem with it is, 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 is they will have all these procedures and all of this, and that's only to that's only for liability purposes. They have these training videos to tell you all that. And when like one of the big wigs come from corporate to come to the store, you're going to follow everything by the yeah, book. Yeah, they'll, te- they'll
1: tell you like, hey, be on your P's and Q's right. today, such and such is walking. in. Yeah, but day. as
0: soon as they leave, you put 90 fucking burgers right back up there. Yeah, and That's how people really conduct business. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck about the workers. They don't give a fuck about none of it. Mm-hmm. All they care about is the bottom line. Let me be clear. Let me make this very clear when I say this. If your objective is to just make money when you start a business, don't start a fucking business. This is why. And I don't I may not have a business of my own, but the difference is this. I'm trying to grow multiple businesses at once, but I'm growing them. And and it's just me right now. I don't have any employees. Yeah. Right. But the day that I hire an employee is a very serious day because that employee needs to know that Eddie McGee cares about them. Mm-hmm. I don't just care about you because of what you can do for me. I care about you as a human being. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean I'm going to be uh, bringing you flowers to work. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> but what it,
0: what it does mean is if I have uh if, cause usually what happens is, is, is you could create these policies or these, uh, what do you call them? Um, what do you call them? Uh, uh, art, what are the POCs, I forgot what you call them, like these procedures. Mm hmm. Right. You can create these procedures to help build your company from the bottom up mm-hmm. to where you can train other people when they come on. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to have certain things such as mental health days off, like no questions asked. You know, you get so many of these per year. Oh, I don't care if you just want to play hook and leave. If you use a mental health day, go ahead and take that day off. Yeah. You know, that's got nothing to do with me. Maybe I needed your help real bad. But if you wanted to call off, I'm not going to give you a hard time. -hmm. That's letting you know that I give a fuck. Yeah, you know. But the thing about it is, most jobs they don't care about your mental health. Nobody does. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. You notice that all these progressive companies they ain't changed their policies with the fucking people that work for them. Mm -hmm. You think Amazon, Amazon, Black Lives Matter, all this? They don't give a fuck about black people. How Mm -hmm. about you? How about you actually care about your employees? They don't care about nobody. Mm -hmm. No lives matter to Amazon. That's the money. It's all about money. Did you know that Amazon is tracking the employees? They'll give you a free phone, right? They'll provide you with a phone. But these motherfuckers will track your movements. They said that you, they had like certain items and the amount of time it should take to deliver them. Mm-hmm. It'll be like a, a bed or something. And you're supposed to take three minutes to deliver it. That sounds crazy. This is how Amazon runs a business. It's sad. It's sad when you, when you treat people like robots, and yeah. when they can't do something for you, they're no good. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Is there an ethical business? Is there an ethical business? I'm pretty sure they are, but they're not the biggest ones because they, they must make the least amount of money. Because the thing about it is this. If you're going to be a person that has any type of compassion, be prepared to make a good living, but not. You could be doing a lot better if you just turned it into a robot company. Mm-hmm. You know? I think there's certain levels of success. I never want to be successful on a level of Walmart because it takes a certain amount of cutthroat to get there. Mm -hmm. It takes a certain amount of cutthroat to get to Amazon. I wouldn't want that. Mm -hmm. I, I would want to be successful, but I want my success to be, I want my success to be something that is going to change my family's life, my life or my trajectory. But I want to change the life of the people that work for me. I want, I want to give them an opportunity to try to grow the business. Like, I don't I don't I wouldn't feel comfortable having somebody working for me for so long and never giving them any tools to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you're working for me for X amount of years and you know the business that I have inside out and I give you no inside information, then it's like me purposely trying to keep you as an employee. Yeah. If I cared about you and I would literally say, hey, have you ever thought about, you know, you know this or that. Have you ever thought about such and such? Usually, it was it should take the other person have an initiative to say something. But as an owner of a business, you can still be like, hey, this person's good at this. Mm-hmm. What do you? Hey, what do you think about this and that? Some people don't ever want to help grow anyone. They just care about their pockets. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I had my uh, I had my niece come to the office, and she was in there like helping me clean up and stuff like that, and. uh I realized I was a terrible business owner. I had her, I had her in here and, uh, she, I told her, like we created a day. Cause I was like, I was like, it'll be good for her. Cause she's five years old to see like how someone who's self-employed kind of operates on a day-to-day basis. And, And, you know, what I do to earn money and, you know, also like why I don't see her as much. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, like I brought her here. We just like did a little bit of cleaning. I had to box up some toys and stuff and ship them off and she was helping me do that. Uh, And then we went to uh, the post office and we just had like a whole day. It was pretty cool. I had a lot of fun. Uh, So we went to the post office and we dropped the, the boxes off. And then uh, I was like, "Hey, you, you hungry? Like, you want to you want to go get something to eat?" So we went to McDonald's uh, to get. She I got her a Happy Meal, and uh, we and she also wanted to go to my girl's house. So like, we pull up to my girl's house, or I think maybe before then, some somewhere along the the, the, the ride, and she was like, uh, "Wait a minute, are you still going to pay me?" And I was like, "Oh, my bad. I thought." I thought me buying you food was like uh, the payment. And she was, uh, she was like, no, nah, you gotta pay me. So I, yeah. I gave her like a
0: dollar. But you know. yeah, see that that there you go. <laughs> you can't give people food, and that's like that's a payment. <laughs> yeah, I had that shit happen. We show up in this pizza there, and be like, oh, free pizza, okay. Yeah, yeah. I could have bought this myself. Yeah, where's mm-hmm. the respect though? Where's mm-hmm. where, where's the respect? Where's the where's the bonuses? Where's the money? Right mm-hmm. like, when you're not that that's the thing, man. People, you gotta realize. People have a warped sense of what the employees feel from companies. Mm-hmm. They think they're bringing you Subway sandwiches after disrespecting you for year all yeah. year round. Yeah. Not giving you one bonus, no nothing. No pay raises, not giving you that. They feel like they're absolved from that by giving you Subway sandwiches or Pizza Hut. The cold, the cold part about it is, is that
1: that trickle down effect, right? Right, right, right. So what the owner of the company does is he tries to empower the store manager And then the shift manager is empowered by the store manager and the Mm shift, the shift manager tries to empower, you know, the guy on the grill or the person, the Mm -hmm. cashier or whatever. Um, but the, you know, the store manager is, they doing good. They on salary. they come to work, if they don't come to work, it don't matter. They get vacations, all this kind of stuff. They get incentives. If, you know, we hit certain sales mark and then, you know, it's passed down. This incentives are slimmed down a little bit to the shift manager and so on and so forth. But like, like you were saying, like somebody just telling you like, hey, I, you know, I get a bonus if you guys do this. Yes, yeah, it's, like,
0: it's so selfish. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking selfish. Mm-hmm. And, and what's funny is, is the employees are getting nickel and dimed. Uh-huh. right? They're, they're getting, they, they barely want to pay them, but the top person is getting all these bonuses, crazy mm-hmm. bonuses. Let me tell you something. If I'm the owner of, let's say, a restaurant, a busy ass restaurant, mm-hmm. and the restaurant is going crazy, and I swear to God I would do this. If I owned a busy restaurant and I'm making a gang of money. And the store manager is just like salary or something like that. I will literally go in the kitchen and get the name of the workers and go right in the back and write them a fucking check.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I will go write them a check, print it out and be like, here's your check.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they'd be like, what the fuck? Eight fifty?
2: hmm
0: You know, what the fuck? Thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Like This guy is crazy. And yeah. then guess what happens when you do that? When you treat people good. Okay. Look, when you treat people bad people going to talk about you. When you treat people good, people going to talk about you. Yeah. So either way, they're going to talk. Might as but well do good. You might as well do good. That's mm-hmm. the point I'm trying to make, mm-hmm. right? So when you treat people good, they're going to talk. And then all of a sudden, now you got good attention on your restaurant. Man, I'm trying to get a job there. Man, I heard this guy be giving bonuses and treating people good. I'm trying to get in there. And now you start a whole new restaurant and everybody trying to work for you because they heard about you. Yeah. That's what people don't get. Yeah, you can't just start a business and treat people bad. If you start a business and actually respect the motherfuckers that work for you, you will have you will actually retain more people. So your retention levels higher. I seen I seen a study that it says something about the more you treat people or the more people feel respected at a job place, the less likely they are to leave. Yeah. I used to work at a a call center back in the day called Boost, and they probably had the highest turnover rate of any place I've ever been in my life. More than fast food? More than fast food. Sheesh. People was in and out that door. They'd be there. A couple weeks later, they'd be fired or they quit. Yeah. And it's just, they felt, you you just taking customer service phone calls, bro. Yeah. How can you feel special? And then you got your manager or whatever probably- you know, hounding you about yeah. the time you spending on the phone. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you got to wrap that call up. You've been on that call for a long time. Oh, What, yeah. are, you, what are you doing? What's going on? What's, yeah. your, what's your deal? And it's like, man, I'm trying to actually do my job. That's how I felt as a production
1: assistant. Like um, when I worked in L.A., I was working on the show. So you think you can dance. And uh there I realized like this. This isn't. Uh, this shouldn't be a long term gig for anybody Fuck no Because it's um, It's like a It's a highly stressful job in general right You have millions of dollars You know going into this production of the show And you got You know you're hiring dancers You're paying talent You know you got You know production assistant You have to take care of the host And it's like a whole ordeal And it's also live television right So it's it's kind of a highly stressful thing it's like a it's like a friday it's like friday night lights almost <clears throat> getting prepared for the show every week but outside of that like some of the way like the the executives and the, the producers and and stuff on the show talk to people is like you you can't do that in the real world you know what i mean like yep. you'll get punched in your face it's you know i've i've heard of instances where people have you know of uh, They've been demeaned and, you know, yeah. saying you'll never work in Hollywood ever again. Or, you know, people will walk off crying and yeah. all kind, like all this is all the stuff that's going on on this show. Yeah. And you think about it, it's like, bro, this show is not that important. Yeah. This is just a show where people is dancing. Like, it's just not that important to be uh, talking to people like that. And um, that's just, it just what happened. Like, t- And to me, like after that, I haven't really had the desire to go be a PA again.
0: Um, and yeah. it's due to that type of experience Yeah man it, It's just All this shit goes along with Whether it's customer service Or if you own a business And how you treat people I don't know why McDonald's Keeps coming up But there the, the downtown McDonald's Back in the day uh, There was this uh, lady That was a manager there Or like a shift leader Or whatever she was And I went there Like on two occasions Back when I was in college mm-hmm. And whenever I went there It seemed like my food Was always fresh mm-hmm. Like my fries Always are fresh The burgers Was always fresh and then I was like, whatever. Then I went to a different McDonald's and it was just like not tasting good. Yeah. So I literally drove from BC that to downtown and then it was fresh. I literally was only, whenever I went to McDonald's, I was only going to that one at a certain time because I knew it would always be perfect.
1: That's crazy. Think she about cared
0: though. Exactly. But yeah. see, see how big of a difference? Look at the impact you can have on people when you don't cut corners and you actually respect people. And here, and by the way. It seemed like the people that was working with her was back there laughing and smiling. Yeah. I feel like the workers was back there giggling and laughing, but they was all working all day. So it's like, y'all may not be at a good job, but at least let the stimulus be positive. Yeah. The shift probably goes by much faster. Hell yeah. If I actually like people.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, shout out to my boy Alvaro. Shout out to Robert uh, Medina. You know, shout out to Terrell Bradley. Shout out to Ty Jones. You know, shout out to Darrell. You guys might know him as DJ Ghost. Um, but, yeah, we all used to work together back in the day. And we all had a good time, man. Like, mm-hmm. we used to be in there fucking around laughing and shit. Yeah. And it just, it, it was a good situation. It, it was a shit job, but it was a good experience. Yeah. Because I was like, yo, here's the, look at what I'm doing with Keith. We do a podcast. And by the way, we've already spoken into existence. This is going to be a very successful podcast. Highly profitable podcast in the future. Yeah, look so, at the people
1: you work with. That's your 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 blueprint.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here with Keith. Imagine me and Keith not even like making a lot of money doing what we love and we enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. I don't got to be around people I dislike. I don't got to take orders from nobody. I just get on the microphone and put out content that people enjoy. Yeah, that is a jo- now that is that's not even a job. That's unfair. Yeah, that's unfair. That's (laughs) a a life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's unfair, man. life
1: worth living.
0: Yeah, and the (laughs) crazy thing about it is is I would go even harder for the podcast if this was my only, like, my bread and butter instead of a job because now I got something to prove to the people. Mm -hmm. Because the people out there that's going to work that may not like their job, we got to get on the microphone for them Mm -hmm. because they may hate their job, but they got something they love and they're not going forward with it. Yeah. And they're gonna see us every week doing it, actually making a good living, mm-hmm. knowing that they could be doing something that they love. Yeah. I like to ask people that question. What do you like doing, man?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, what do you like doing? And they'll be like, oh, um, uh, I love uh, you know, I, I love making clothes. I'll be like, yo, double down on that shit. What do your clothes look like? And then they show you and you'd be like, yo, this shit is dope. What are you doing? Yeah. Go make some clothes, man. Yeah.
1: Go be happy. That's the unfortunate part. Right. I think because we have so much access to things in YouTube videos and information out there, like people think that they can do any and everything, which is which is partly true. Mm -hmm. But there are a small group of people out there that are extremely talented in certain fields, but they're not living up to their full potential. I know. And it's just unfortunate. You know, I know, I know a lot of artists that are really dope that, right. you know, that haven't really capitalized on, mm-hmm. you know, their full or reached their full potential. And is different stuff. So I'm just like, man, it's just it's
0: unfortunate. It, for me, I, I, I was like, I've, I've had a third eye open up and I'm just, I have this fear of I can't be that old man driving a truck. I can't do that. I don't want to be on a truck at all in the next few years. I just don't.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I have to I have to double down on what I love doing. I see too many podcasters making money that have comparable content or content that I may not feel is on our level. And, and that's subjective, by the way. But um, they're making a lot of money. And I'm not jealous of that at all. I just feel that if you look at someone else making money and you know that you are – a real podcaster you have not missed a week in over three years and you've got more people subscribing to your content then that's a sign that shit's gonna be great one day but just stick with it mm-hmm. and and i feel like there's too many people that we know on a first-handed account that have been successful doing things that they love
2: mm-hmm.
0: you got fucking todd jones is one of them uh you got kevin edwards there's another one DJ Ghost is another one. We know people. Guys, we
1: know personally. Yeah,
0: we know personally that Mm -hmm. are successful doing what they love. Mm -hmm. And I I look at them and they don't even work because it's what they like doing. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Mm -hmm. I'll be glad. I will be so glad when we can just be like, hey, meet me at the studio. Hey, Keith, let's get another studio for the people, man. I mean, not studio. Let's get another podcast for the people, man. Mm hmm. Yeah, let's 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 give the people some more content. Mm-hmm. The people are asking for Childish Gambino, man. Let's go get Childish Gambino and talk to him. Yeah. The people are asking for uh Danny Trejo. Let's go talk to Danny Trejo. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I see this podcast in like the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. Is like high profile, very well known, two guys doing stuff. Yeah. Really moving the needle. By the way. Let me but before we go ahead and, and, and uh, wrap this up soon, because we got two questions we got to answer, Stu. But before and I never do this, but I think it's important. We got to get some shout outs to some cities, man, because we've been getting a lot of traffic from cities. And I just want you all to know that we we see y'all, man. Um, let's see here. Obviously, we got our city, Bakersfield. Hold on one second. Got to do this, man. Bakersfield, obviously. Uh, Buckeye. I'm not sure where that is. Yeah, where's Buckeye? I've seen that on there. Not sure, but much love to y'all for tuning in. Tell yeah. a friend, man. Come on down. We appreciate yeah. you. Shout out to LA. LA is really fucking with us. North Bergen, San Diego. Shout out to the San Diego's listeners. Sacramento. Shout out to Pine Mountain Club. I have no idea where that is, but I appreciate all you guys tuning in. Yeah. Shout out to Harlan. Bartlett. Shout out to Bartlett. Shout out to Lafayette. Shout out to Delano. I used to live there for seven years, man. It's a trip. Shout out to Delano. Shout out to Madisonville. Shout out to the Bronx. Shout out to Fontana. Shout out to Hattiesburg. Shout out to Seattle. Shout out to Houston. Shout out to Van Nuys. Shout out to Pacoima. Shout out to Liberty. Shout out to Bloomfield. Shout out to Anaheim. Shout out to Madison Heights, Cathedral City. Shout out to Lebanon. That's a city in America, not Lebanon, like the country. Oak Creek Shout out to Hale Thorpe Shout out to Cleveland We got some Cleveland listeners In the building Shout out to Bremerton Shout out to Richardson Shout out to Ola Chetta I think it is Shout out to Lake Stevens Shout out to Pittsburgh We got some Pittsburgh Listeners in the building Tell a friend Tell Wiz Khalifa To come down Shout out to Glassport Shout out to Moreno Valley Shout out to Jacksonville Florida Wow Shout out to Frederick Shout out to La Mesa Shout out to Tav Shout out to Silver Spring Shout out to West New York. Shout out to Greensboro, uh, North Hollywood, Rockland, Roseville, Sickerville, Lancaster, Inman, New York. That's damn, it's a lot. In the countries, obviously America being number one. But if you go over the the duration, Australia fucking with us. Oh, shout out to Australia. Yeah, shout out to Australia. We got some listeners out there. Shout out to Canada. Uh, yeah, uh guy's in Arizona in arizona mm-hmm. i don't know who's listening we never you never know who's listening to you so uh-huh. i just want to shout them out because we never do it so i take the time to do it yeah man S- shout out to australia shout out to canada mm-hmm. tory lanes must be fucking with it uh shout out to netherlands <laughs> the united kingdom shout out to germany shout out to russian federation shout out to ireland shout out to turkey saudi arabia mexico lithuania brazil france kenya Morocco, Denmark, Spain, Czech Republic, Egypt, Portugal, Colombia, Switzerland, Ukraine, India. Shout out to India, Senegal, Belgium, Poland, Finland, Bangladesh. Shout out to the Philippines. Pacquiao must be fucking with us. <laughs> Singapore, Republic of Korea, Austria, Islamic Republic of Iran. Some of these places that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you guys get the you get the the picture. Shout out to all of our Apple um, listeners. Make sure you go to Apple and give us a five star review if we've earned it. If you feel we've earned a five star review, go to Apple and put five stars on there and leave us a comment. Make sure you tell a friend and tell them to subscribe. Yeah. we, Me and Keith have both done a shit job at really telling people to do that. We just don't. We just like putting out content. We're really not the type to be like, come and subscribe, man. Come on down. But I'm asking, not telling. Mm-hmm. I'm asking, not telling. Tell a friend or subscribe. Leave a review and leave a real rating. Don't leave a five star review because I said so. If we've earned your five stars, then you put that five star down there. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Switching gears. We'll go. Hit on. that
1: like button and subscribe. Yeah. Hit, hit that the l- notification bell down there. Shut up,
0: kid! <laughs>
1: you sound like every YouTuber in American history.
0: It'll be—you know what's funny about some YouTubers—they will put out a shit video and be like, "Comment, subscribe." <laughs> how about you go fuck yourself, buddy? Ah oh, man, how about you go fuck a goat, bro? <laughs> All right, um, we got some questions down here. All right, the the first question we got—obviously, um, this is anonymous. We don't say names here, but. It says, what keeps y'all motivated? All right. What keeps us motivated? What keeps us motivated is the fact that I don't like the trajectory of my life um, with, you know, besides podcasting. Like if I was to just work a job, I would be old, um, eventually retire and not be happy with myself because I never went for it. And I feel like that what keeps me motivated is this idea of being stupid enough and being delusional enough enough to believe I can make it in the podcast space and make a comfortable living doing it. Mm -hmm. When you have that amount of delusion, then it keeps you motivated because you look at other people podcasting and look at how much fun they have. I want to be that guy. I want to be the example. I want to be the person that you see on YouTube or on SoundCloud or on whatever other platform having fun with my little brother slash best friend basically because me and him see each other a lot Mm -hmm. right so (laughs) Mm -hmm. and making a comfortable living doing it Mm -hmm. that that to me is what keeps me motivated is the fact that i could have an extremely fruitful life and 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 genuine and genuinely enjoy what i do not clocking in for someone else not not going to a job or any other place where people have a warped sense of whatever's going on just literally doing me.
1: Yeah. Uh for me I I'm, I'm uh intrinsically motivated. So, um I, I don't need much for me to to get up in the morning, but uh, one one of the things that I uh that I've learned about myself is <clears throat> that I'm I'm pretty curious, right? So and I say that to say like I do a lot of things because I'm, uh, I' I just have a, a, a desire to do it or I, I love like I love art, I love music, I love podcasting. Um, I love being self-employed and a business owner and stuff like that. But the curiosity comes into where like I don't know where this is gonna go. 100%. So I'm just like, yo, like let me just keep podcasting every single week and see five years from now you know, is, are we going to be in a position to be monetized? Are we going to have this many subscribers on, uh, on YouTube? Are we going to be able to tour? Are we going to be able to have bigger, um, more notable, notori- uh, notable guests on our podcast? So that's the thing for me. Like I'm a, I'm the type of person that like, if, uh, you know, I guess in, in reference to like, uh, to, to running or something like me and Eddie have, done like these crazy workouts where we'll run like four miles across bakersfield or something like that and it's like i'm gonna just keep running because um i first of all i don't want to stop because if i stop there you you go you've already put that in your head and secondly like can I can I keep running? Like, what, is my body gonna break down? You mm-hmm. know, if I if I keep running, oh, it do, it's not breaking down. Oh, so let me just keep running. And then yeah. I, you know, at the end of the at the end of the run, you 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 see the results. So you reap the benefits of 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 what you you know the yo, work you've been putting in. That so.
0: made me think about that crazy ass run we did that one yeah, night. Yeah, that, that was shit was stupid, yo. Yeah. Like I think that was like, ooh, fuck. I think that was low key like eight miles, yo. Really. You got to think about where we ran, though. Uh-huh. Like, we ran from Taco Bell, and we ran all the way down to, down California to a turn into Stockdale. Then we took Stockdale all the way back down to, uh, what is that? Uh, is that Oak? Uh-huh. And then we ran back all the way to Taco Bell. I don't know if that's eight miles, though. I say that's probably more like six, probably. Yeah, that was a wild run. That was a wild run. I don't know how long it was, but that was a while. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get on that level, though, like once you get on that level, you don't worry about being in shape no more. You are in shape. Yeah. So the point I'm basically making is we've done so much work and we care so much about this that we don't have to like guess. Are we decent? Are we good podcasters? Yes. I feel that we are very exceptional, good podcasters. I can say that confidently because- We've give, we stood the test of time We don't quit We've, We're here every week Because we love what we do And we make sure we put the listeners first Because we know you guys are probably at a job That you don't like Or you, you might be annoyed But you could turn this podcast on And actually be entertained Right You're, you, you might might just got an argument With a, a, a co-worker mm-hmm. Or your boss is up your ass But when you put this headphones When you put headphones in your ears you hear us cracking jokes about Martin Luther King. It could bring uh, some type of light to your day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my hope and my objective is just to put a smile on people's faces on Monday morning. Like it, they may not be able to rely on their wife. They may not be able to rely on their husband, but they can rely on the fact that a Truckers Mind podcast will bring them content mm-hmm. every Monday morning.
1: Yeah. I th- I think one thing that it has to start with passion, though. Like right. you have to be passionate about whatever you're doing, and it, it makes it so much easier to get out of bed, or you know, metaphorically, just getting out of bed and doing doing what you got to do. Yes. So for us, on you know Sunday nights, or you know releasing on Mondays, um, it makes it so much easier to to just get down here, even though this is almost like the start of the week for us. Yes. Or the end of the week, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it, it's just easy to come down here and be like, yo, or throughout the week, just chopping it up about different things. So, um, first thing you got to do is just be, find something you're ex- extremely passionate about and that, that, that'll get you, that'll get you like 25% of the, the way there, as far as like keeping it going or keeping that, uh, keeping that momentum.
0: Oh yeah. Most definitely, man. So to answer that question, what motivates us? The future, man. The future. The future. Cause I like that. Yeah. I mean, if you're not excited for the future, then chances are wherever you're at is not the
1: best place. You know who's not excited about the future? Sierra.
0: Oh, wow. That's a good
2: one.
1: <laughs> That's <was> perfectly timed. <laughs> See, this is what happens
0: if you do podcasts every week. Your brain is like a muscle. <laughs> it's like a muscle, man. So that shit comes quick. <laughs> I'm sure future would have not even caught that joke that fast. <laughs> All that goddamn promethazine got it fucked up. I don't know what you said. Future <laughs> <Two> Hendricks <laughs> Oh man Oh man hmm. uh, Well um, Oh yeah I, I'll say it, it Here's the thing we, I will I personally and Keith But on my end I will continue and I will die Trying to create A very big Successful podcast
2: mm-hmm.
0: Alright Alright next question the single life and how to navigate it. Um, I'll say this. The best way to navigate being single is focus on you. Yeah. You know, focus on you. Focus on trying to better yourself. Um, focus on trying. And I mean, in every avenue, like try to be physically more fit. Right. Try to focus on your health. Um, focus on your mental health. Uh, focus on. um Your future. What are you passionate about? What is something you're putting off that you have not done? And in the meantime, just fuck who you want. Also, yeah, this is this may seem like bad advice. You know, a lot of dating gurus would be like, "Deep soul, until you have a deep connection, you should not have sexual." No, go fuck who you want. Yeah, but know who you know the difference between somebody that you're fucking and some people that you really like Mm -hmm. on a deep on a deep burning desire level, don't get those things—those te- two things mixed up. The dumbest thing you could do when you're single is fuck somebody a few times and hang out and then think that you love that person. It's got to be deeper than that. Yeah. You know, so if you're a person that's, you know, you're having just some casual sex or something, that's cool. Everyone does it. Most people do, right? But don't get caught up in a situation ship. You are too old for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think for me, the, um, you know, scenarios are important. So are you a person that is coming out of a relationship? Are right. you a person that is, you know, that you've been uh, single for a long time? Um, so I guess the first thing you, is to understand, like, the scenario in which you're in. And then, like, also understand what your objective is in this in this uh, stint. You know, if you're a person that's just getting out of a relationship, are you, um, like, live your life you know what i mean like eddie was saying work on yourself you know hit the gym you know work on your mental health uh read some books do some traveling you know meet people have casual relationships um the whole nine if you're a person that's uh kind of been in this like single life for probably longer than you want to be um that's also an area where you can focus on things where you can still work on yourself and, you know, make, create a a better version of yourself. So you, so that you can attract the partner that you want. Um, you know, if you're a person that's out of shape, hit the gym. Um, and these are all things that are almost, they make you more, um, like more attractive, I guess, and not like physically more attractive, but just more, uh, uh, people that are more attracted to you because you're in different spaces you're um you're around different people. You're you're in different circles. Um, just based off of you know bettering yourself. So if you're a person, you know that are, that need to get their finances in order. You know, maybe, you, you know, uh, take a take a, a extra shift or start a side business or wh- whatever the case may be. But just use that opportunity to um fix the I guess the flaws for lack of a better term that you have and. Everything else would take care of itself.
0: Here's the thing. Let's say, for example, like Keith mentioned, you were in a relationship, you broke up, right? Um, Let's say you broke up and at the end of that relationship, your credit was fucked up and your self-esteem was fucked up and you were overweight and, you know, um, all these things, right? Your life just wasn't very great. And then you get in a new relationship and your credit's still fucked up and you're still overweight. Why the fuck are you with somebody else? Yeah. Fix that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be with nobody else until you fix stuff about you. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? You just, you just all at that point, the next person is just inheriting your trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, you're broken down, your self esteem's still low. And now you got a new person to, you know, drain them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the only thing, and, and this is from a woman's perspective, if you move on and you get a with a new dude, the only thing you should be draining is his nuts. Dang. Not his energy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, some of y'all be with the next dude, and you, the last dude was a piece of shit. He, did, he broke you down. He um, made you have low self-esteem and all these things, and then you just bring that shit to the next dude.
1: Yeah, the, what, that's one thing we all have to stop doing is, like, we got to stop bringing uh, trauma and drama into, uh, the lives of our new, you know, partners and people that we're trying to pursue. Cause you know, they didn't, they didn't necessarily ask for that. And I think it's selfish too, because, um, oftentimes some, some stuff is like, you know, you're working through it. Right. So it could be somebody has a strained relationship with their parents or something like that. And they're seeking counseling or they're mending the relationship they had with their parents and it, it's a work in progress. But some people it's just like, they just be spreading their trauma, you know, all across Bakersfield yeah. or whatever city you live in. And that's just not, that's not cool. Cause it's a lot of people out here that are, you know, that are single and that are ready to go. You know, they, yeah. they done the work on they They're ready they, to fuck right y- now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're ready to nut in you and have a baby. <laughs> Nick Cannon, wildin'
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> Walling out in that pussy.
1: Nick Cannon not pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> pulling out. <laughs> uh, but no, you know it's, there there are those people out there that are like you like you said, getting a credit score in order, getting a mental health in order, getting a health in order, hitting the gym, all these kind of things. And on the surface, you're a great person. But sometimes, you know, you can have these triggers or you can have certain things that are happening to you that you haven't actually paid attention to or worked on. And you're just bringing that drama into somebody else's uh, life that have, that has done the work on themselves. And hopefully in that situation, you guys could work through it. And, you know, maybe he can offer you some advice or some guidance as, as far as, you know, bettering yourself. But sometimes, you know, people don't they don't want to do the work and they're just they're just here.
0: I'll tell you another thing too From me from my perspective as a man I don't want to slow a woman down So that's one I won't say it's a fear that I have But more or less I have to Make sure I'm man enough for the woman that I Want Mm -hmm. right so being as that Is the case I have to do the Work on myself so if we Want to do things as a collaborative I'm not at such a deficit In my life that I'm holding her Back from you know us really Moving as a unit yeah so it's important to get things like going in your own life to where if you do meet your soulmate and you and you've done the work on yourself, she can see it, yeah, and she could rely on you, she can trust you, and she will. Here's the thing: women don't want to lead relationships. I don't care what they say; they do not want to lead relationships. So as, women don't even know what they want to eat for dinner. They don't. They'd be like
1: mm, pasta, chicken. Uh mm. Oh make a decision for me. Make a decision
0: for me. Okay, burgers. I don't like burgers (laughs) right Oh my god. I'd be
1: like, man. Whatever planet you came from, go back. If this was nineteen (laughs) seventy.
0: Two men are talking here, woman. Go in the room. (laughs)
2: Oh
0: man, nigga's crazy. If it was nineteen (laughs) seventy. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh,
0: you lucky you got rights <laughs> oh, man. oh
1: man that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> but no that's real I think um, for, for guys out there you know trying to navigate this space um, you are, you can really get any type of woman you want you know there's a lot of single women out here that are uh, you know professors in, in college and, and teachers and They they got legit careers that they could potentially retire from and, you know, you know, build uh, wealth within their their family and stuff like that. And I think sometimes um, as men, we kind of get intimidated by that or, you know, we feel like. Yeah, we feel like we you know, you you don't necessarily deserve a woman that's doing that good, but it's not necessarily where you're at. It's about where you're going.
0: 100 percent. Yeah.
1: So if you're a person that's working on yourself and you may you may be. getting cussed out by your manager at McDonald's or, you know, your manager might be, or the, the owner might be coming in and telling you, thank you for working on Thanksgiving. And all these things might be happening to you that we spoke about before. But as long as you, um, in that downtime, you may be reading a financial book. You there might you be go. learning about cryptocurrency or trading stocks go. and all these kind of things. Is just, you know, creating that, uh, that wealth of knowledge, yes. um, about what you want to do. And then you meet that woman. She may, be an, an investor into you and not necessarily financially, but just a, a belief system. 100%. Like, hey, hey, baby, you can do this. You know what I mean? Stick to your guns. Make sure you you're doing this. Or if you do actually need some hey, I, you know, I paid my bills off. You know, I've got my credit card down. Here's five hundred dollars. See what you can do with this in the in the, in the stock market or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So <clears throat> th- here's the thing, too. Women don't have a problem investing in a man that they could trust. Yeah. If you're a guy that has if they if you if she has any issues trusting you, not even just like financially, but just like as a man in general, Mm -hmm. then you're going to see different behaviors. But when you lead in the right way, like if you lead by example and you actually treat women with respect, those will be the same ones that's going to stick up for you. Yeah, because they know they can rely on you. Yeah, Because the dudes would be like, man, my baby mother ain't shit Man, my girl's annoying, she this and that da, 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 da. I'm already knowing you ain't got no Boy. Kind of, your, your relationship, you ain't got No, I'm not saying you should have control over a woman But you don't even have any control Of your relationship mm-hmm. Like, she don't respect you, bro mm-hmm. I could tell the shit that you telling me She don't respect you Yeah, Man, I'm telling you, you should treat a woman so good That she should be fearful of disrespecting you Yeah Meaning, like, I don't control women or try to act like, you know, I'm doing this or that. But when I show you respect and I listen and I do all these things, you can't get this. I know that it's hard for you to get this treatment from other men. You're controlling your destiny.
1: Right. In a sense. Like right. I'ma do everything in my power. Right. I'm not cheating. Right. I'm providing. Right. I'm taking care of business. I'm exactly. communicating all the above. Right. And I'm letting the chips fall where they may.
0: hundred mm-hmm. percent. And if you can't respect that then that's your loss because you're going to notice after me and you don't work your punishment is dealing with every other dude in the world that's going to treat you like shit. That's a nigga. Yeah Yeah. and then you're going to be wishing like Eddie never would treat me like this. I'm trying to call him back. Oh my god Eddie blocked me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He blocked me on Instagram and everything. He now even, you can't see nothing I'm doing. He even blocked me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even block a podcast. That's how much, <laughs> that's how much I block him out. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be crazy. What if what if we block her to a certain degree? It's like, welcome to the Drug of Mind Podcast. It's my Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fangs and it just turned off. Dang. Damn. That's yeah. like putting the tip in. <laughs> <laughs> that's why.
1: <laughs> All you get is the tip of this podcast. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I'm not gonna tell the story.
0: We can can. let's wrap it up, man. (laughs) Let's wrap this shit up. How long we been on, man? Uh, two thirty-two. Two thirty-two. This been a good production, man. Mm -hmm. Man. A good time today. You know what? I'm just you know I'm had a
1: good time on today.
0: Yeah. Um. I wonder how many podcasts weekly, even out of all of your favorite podcasts, consistently do over two hours.
1: Not with like two. Not with two hosts like that. Yeah, you know. A, a lot of a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them be doing like an hour and some change or yeah, i be saying some sure short that it, it, an hour is not even short, but you All know, right. when we come in here and we be topping it chopping it up for like two and two and a half hours sometimes. You know, right. we got three hour podcasts where it's just us two talking. Uh an hour be like, dang, this is this is
0: like you See, know, you sure. know what I envision when I when I when we do these podcasts and they're over two hours, almost three hours is they'll be long, right? And let's say people are listening, they listen over an hour and a half plus, and then they have to stop it and go do something. They'd be like, yeah, I stopped it, but I'm gonna get back to this, listen to that later.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So
0: they they listening to it, listening to it, and then they, they finally get back to it later and they can finish at the end of the day or like when they winding down or they put their kids to sleep, now they're listening to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Like I really think about the experience that the listener is getting when they listen to this podcast. Yeah. So- yeah. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, I just wanted to reiterate how much I appreciate all the people <clears throat> and the newer listeners that have came on to this platform. Tell a friend to tell a friend yeah. in um, sexual relations. Um, was. But yeah, man. Um, <laughs> if you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank it's you hot for- as
1: hell too. Sorry. Oh, man. We got to
0: get out of here. It's hot, man. <laughs> it's, it's hotter than Harvey Weinstein's uh, cell in prison. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> if you made it to the end of this podcast we appreciate you thank you for listening to a trucker's mind podcast I'm Eddie McGee it's your boy K
1: Things we're out of here peace